Okay. Cool. Uh, let's actually start this shit because we're just like we're tangenting before we've even started it. Perfect. All right. Uh, anything else to talk about before anyway? No. Okay. All right. Welcome to episode fifty-seven. Oh, my God. Start over again. Situation normal. All, all fouled up. This is Snafu. Hold on, I make yeah. sure I'm recording. Thank you. All right, welcome to another episode of Snafu. I'm Rick. Say hi, Pat. Hi, Pat. Say hi, Dale. Hey, guys. Say hi, Jeff. Howdy. We're all here. Uh, episode 58. We're going to do some... That would be correct. Yeah. I can I can count sometimes. And you write it on the agenda so nicely so I can actually see it. Well, there was the one time I, I messed you up, but <laughs> I haven't done it since. It wouldn't surprise me. You could right. you could mess me up. You could you could be episode three and I'd probably say... Oh, should I start way. doing Roman numerals? No. no <laughs> welcome no. to X, episode XXVI2. <laughs> no, you'd, you'd be a welcome to episode, and it'd just be like a long pause while I do the math in my head. Because, I mean, I can do Roman numerals, but um, I'd rather not. Anyway, all right, let's 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 start where we always start. Let's talk about uh, hobby stuff. Uh, you have an interesting note of anything off the checklist. Does anyone have anything off the checklist? You get to go first if you do. I do. Of, of course Pat does. Anyone else? Not yet. No. All right. Okay. Pat, what do you got off the checklist? Well, I almost had I almost had two things off the checklist, but I ran into a video game that sucked all my time. <laughs> with you, with, you mean uh, all of our time? With with three of the other guys on you know two of the other guys on here too. Uh, I got the uh, pick, um, paint and paint to model uh, within two weeks of buying it. So nice. I picked, yep, I picked up T thirty four. Is that? Two weeks from buying it or two weeks from receiving it? Uh, we'll call it in possession. How about that? Okay. Yeah, from possibly. possessing it. Receiving it, yes. That okay. would be a better choice yeah, than buying it. Yeah, sometimes it can take two weeks to arrive to you, and that would that would just suck. No, this one I, I picked up at the local gaming store, brought it home, assembled it the first night, and then had it painted uh, by the end of the week. Nice. Nice. So, yep. Hopefully um, I'll have number two off the list whenever I can put down the video game. Yeah, that game is like crack anyway. We're not going to talk yeah. about that. Mm. That's a different uh, podcast. Dale, have you have you been working anything both action-related or no, hobby-related? No, uh, no not, not really. Uh, well, it depends on what you call a hobby. Um, I've been playing a lot of um, board games recently. That's, that's a hobby. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm finally getting a ton of shit I ordered from Kickstarter like a year ago. So... Yeah, that's that's kind of the nature of Kickstarter, yeah, and it is. the whole backlog of of shit coming from other countries. Yeah, and so um, yeah, it's very interesting because you learn a lot about the manufacturing process and all mm-hmm. the logistics that goes into that kind of stuff. So that was kind of an interesting exercise. Um, but yeah, a little bit of uh, board game time. Um, one of the things that I will be receiving um, probably within a month or so will allow me to participate in the checklist because it does contain miniatures. So. Um, I'm prepping. I'm prepping Ooh. my area for that, and um, I've actually transitioned back into the office full time now. 
Okay. And so um, my hobby space no longer has is no longer my workspace, and so that's um, that's kind of a, a, a relief. And um, I was able to avoid uh, the time sink that you guys dove into because I knew that that w- would be what's happen- what would happen to me. So um, I I got it, uh, but I haven't I haven't logged on to it. So. Oh, you bought it. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, join us. I just um, join no, the dark I, side. One of us. That kind of thing. <laughs> One of us. Um, One that of kind us. of thing. I could I could not casual that sort of thing. So so I, I know I'm that's gonna, a failure of my Yeah. Part, so everyone's probably like trying to figure out what game we're playing. Uh, I, I'm just gonna tell you we're playing Valheim. It's a Vikings game. I, oh, you should fire. I should fire up um, a Snafu server for that. Basically, have but it, you can't have yeah. that many people on a server. Anyway, regardless, the thing this is the stat that I saw was that over 22 million hours have already been played. Yeah, and it which came out just this month. Yeah, it came it came out last month ago, and it's still in early access. Yep. So, so anyway, that's my hobby update because that's it what I've been good. doing instead. It's it's a blast, but I really yeah I, I need to buckle down and do what Pat's done and just jump back in and I've got my Romanian sitting behind me and I'm like they just make me depressed when they sit there. They're attacking, all, all naked of paint. They're just. <laughs> I got close to getting a ten man rifle squad painted. I've got I got base coats and I'm ready to do the wash and highlights. So okay, working on new bases too. Cool. So you know I had a lot going before that before we downloaded that game. Right, <laughs> that's life. All right, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, you got any updates? I'm my updates, nothing, because I've been playing video games. Yeah, yeah, my uh, order from Wargame Atlantic came in. Did Did you so put any of them together yet? I have put a couple together here. Yeah. Ooh, all right. They okay. are very nice. The model quality is excellent. They are definitely more a true 28 millimeter than a, a heroic 28 millimeter. So okay. they, they're going to look a little spindly unless you're used to playing with Perry miniatures. They're more akin to those. But okay. the quality's great. The detail looks good. I haven't had a chance to paint one yet, but I yeah, think I've, they'll paint really nice. I've I've heard a lot of people. I've when we brought it up the last episode, some people reach out and say that they they are true scale, like you said, but they're like they just are much crisper models in general compared to some mm-hmm. other manufacturers. Yeah, I I don't know if that's true. But that's I would say that's very accurate. I'm looking okay. at this model and its its details are excellent. And I think if you're an, a good mm-hmm. painter, okay. this will reward you. Okay. So, Jeff, the plan then, having looked at those and worked with all the armies you have in the past, is this an army that you feel like you'd have to do the whole entire army from th- th- that kind of kit? Or is it close enough that you can kind of mix a little bit with maybe the not a true 28mm scale? Um, I kind of feel like you would want to keep infantry all from these guys. Okay. You could probably get away with weapons teams and something like that being different scales and ve- I mean vehicles from different companies but the infantry themselves I don't think I would want to mix and match and again that's a personal preference thing from four feet away standing at the table I don't mm-hmm. think you're going to tell a difference sure but you just if you're put them on slightly taller bases well it's not even the taller aspect yeah, it's I mean, the skinnier aspect you're going to sure. immediately notice okay. right like that's a little it's a little more difficult to bulk up something that's like you said spindly than it would be just to yeah. kind of put them standing on a little bigger base. Okay. I mean, these look like the right size for all of the miniatures terrain I print in 28mm, and frankly, some of the other companies' stuff kind of looks like a little too gorilla-ish if you get right down to it sometimes. Yeah, some giant yeah. hands and weird weird proportions that right. somehow don't bother anyone most of the time, but yeah, I, like when you see actual models, it's more like... In scale, 
true scale versus you know heroic mm-hmm. scale is is a significant difference. Yeah, no, I agree because it's more like in line with Perry. Have you you don't have any Perry models floating around, do you? Uh, do I've you got a purchase. Anything? I've got a bunch of their medals. I mean, I got a bunch of their uh, Senegalese guys and okay. uh, uh, some they, of the French fighters. Uh, so what I remember of of Perry models is they tend to be shorter too. Are mm-hmm. they shorter as well? No. Okay, so they're just not as heroic. They're not as you know, proportioned like a yeah. heroic. Okay. They're they're these are absolutely twenty eight millimeter. They're just proportioned more naturally. Okay. Okay. Those are the 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 version without the weedies. Well, right. I mean. You know, I mean, I'm looking back at pictures in the 30s and 40s. This is what people really looked well, like. Well, so. yeah, there's that. <laughs> Not well, to get off on a conspiracy theory here, but it's sort of before high fructose corn syrup, nobody looked chonkers in pictures. So, you know. <laughs> Imagine that. All right. Uh, so I think that covers all of our all of our hobby updates. Uh Pat, you have an interesting question here, and I have I have an opinion. But so vehicles without people in them. So you're talking like a mach- like a motorcycle machine gun, uh, or like a motorcycle, or like uh, universal carriers or jeep, you know, okay. whatever. You know, yep. you have the armored yep. car slot, or even some of the the LRDG trucks and jeeps. Yep. You know, what about that transport? are not transport are not transports or are transports. Well, so here we'll go with my thought first since I posed the question. Yeah. So if it's if it's like an enclosed cab and it's a transport, I really don't care. Um, sure. But like open style Jeep or something like that where you can clearly see there's no driver, I think it kind of it kind of breaks the illusion a little bit. For for sure, I'm with you 100. percent I think mm-hmm. I I love that some some models. You know, there's some beautiful like vehicles out there but if they don't have a rider with them i have a tough time being excited about them like yeah and you know generally speaking uh like if you get kits from rubicon they'll come with the guys but they're mm-hmm. as jeff would jeff would point out they're the true 28 millimeter they're the not yep. heroic so they're just a little bit smaller but then again the vehicles are smaller, bit smaller too yeah. so i i've never had a problem with that like i i have like the old opal blitz that came with the rider in it and it was just a little metal guy but you know he is considerably smaller in scale like if you actually like tried to figure out how he's sitting in there like he doesn't align to anything else but i don't think that breaks the illusion as much as like empty it's just empty yeah like having a face in there is all you really need to make it work so even though it's an extra extra step of pain in the butt well the other thing to do with the 3d printing is that you know unless unless you get a resin printer you're not going to be printing models you know yeah but fdm just doesn't do that well enough so, nope. uh, and I use uh, so the couple of things that I did 3D printing on. I did some LRDG trucks a while back when we pretended we were going to go to Ireland for a tournament, and I, I ordered some extra riders basically sure. from from Rubicon and okay. you know, and actually put those in there. So, yeah, that was that hey, was my thoughts. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's my thought too. Uh, Jeff Dale, any thoughts on that? Well, I'm pretty much in agreement with you guys. Open-topped vehicles, open-cab vehicles, I like to put a rider in if I can get a model, but sometimes getting a model's tough. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, like, I 3D printed a Sturm Panzer II, so the mobile German artillery gun, yep. and I ended up taking some of the crew that came from my f- that came with the uh, the Flak 88, and I just mounted them inside, the, standing inside the cab looking around. It really adds to the model. I think it makes it look a lot better. Yeah, and you know, it's, if you it's have actually the guys probably... 
And it's probably one of the few models that you, that you could probably get away without it because it's such a... Is that the one you got the big gun shield on the front of it? Um, no. No, okay. that's a different one. That's, I was thinking of something else. Then. Okay. That's the, you're thinking of the Martyr. I yeah, have. the Martyr. Yeah, you go. There, that one something. came with crew, though. The Martyr okay. came with crew. I think I think a lot of people maybe don't realize that. Like, it, uh, this is Rubicon. Rubicon makes riders and drivers for a lot of their vehicles. I think mm-hmm. that people maybe miss... It, it's like in their own little section, and they're hard to find sometimes, but... Yeah, like I bought their Jeep and I bought the dudes to go inside the Jeep because why would I not want it to make it a little bit nicer? But mm-hmm. it, I've never been offended or upset by someone not having dudes in their cars, I'm, like opposing me, but I I personally prefer it. Well, so I guess um, I, I, I agree, but not for the same reason. I kind okay. of agree. <laughs> Maybe it's that way, <laughs> the way it goes. And it, and it goes back to the differences in scale that we find on most bolt-action tables in regards sure. to the infantry that most of us purchase via Warlord and then the associated vehicle kits themselves. And so, um, and I'm sure we've mentioned it in the past, you know, if you take your squad of bros around a tank, it's if you're really looking, it's pretty obvious that the tank isn't as big as it should be if the right. guys are the correct size. And so, in my mind, um, that's um, that's a lot more obvious when you're dealing with um, a Jeep that does actually have a scale driver to the Jeep itself. So if that Jeep drives up next to a squad of your infantry, and that driver in there is like a little guy, smaller, right? Compared to me, that I would look at that and go like, "Oh man," <laughs> you know, because to me, it's um. That really is uh, blatant, and mm-hmm. that's not great. And so, um, when you're talking about, you know, oh, th- um, it breaks the illusion or, or that kind of thing, the fact that the writer is present in that scenario, um, it just makes it more obvious to me that there's that scale difference. Maybe only little dudes so, get to drive jeeps. Well, <laughs> and so I mean, and so that's I, probably I, not an accurate pat. <laughs> right, it's, it, it goes down to that kind, that that whole kind of, you know, that whole kind of thing. Now that being said, um, um, Jeff's uh, Dragon Portes, his motorcycle riders, mm-hmm. those look awesome, and I think those were like really appropriate sized guys in in those cool motorcycles that look great, and they could, yeah, that was like, that totally worked because it was all on scale. Yep. Um, but a lot of those, like the bazooka jeeps and the LRDG jeeps, they're just, you know, they're not, they're not big enough. And so, and a rider in them would actually point that out to me. I, I kind of get it, but that's, I don't know that we can really win in that scenario. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I think that's fair. Sure. That, it's a personal per- taste. Yeah, I, th- I, yeah. I think it's what, it, in this circumstance, it is a lot of personal, personal opinion, so... Yeah, and, and it's tough, too, because I'm thinking about, like, um, the Calvary models and things like that. And so, um, you know, and, and you're also driving up around all of the terrain, which isn't necessarily quite in scale either. So it's just, yeah, I mean, we all just kind of like, yeah. Yeah, for the most part, you know, you're yeah. barely pressed to get the model through an actual doorway that's on the table. Yep. For sure, all, all, everything is a little bit. So. Yeah, and, and I, know, I know European buildings were were smaller, but you know even that is not quite accounted. Not for. not that smaller. Not everyone was sitting their head on the door frame, <laughs> right? I, I mean, 
Uh, it's it's an interesting thing because you're not going to run around with cavalry models without dudes on their backs. That would just would look silly. Yep. It'd be a very it'd be very interesting, but not something I would find compelling in right. protection. I mean, you know, it's it'll always be one of those things that that we kind of go back and forth on because of just the, the differences in scale between the vehicles, the terrain, and whatever company you happen to get your infantry models from. Well, so. yep. well for example, so I, I finished my, my gas model for my Soviets, and I did include the two guys that came with the kit, so I got the one guy standing back there firing it and the other guy standing back there pointing. But that didn't come with the driver, but that's a closed cab, so I'm not too terribly hurt by it. Mm-hmm. Right. But... Okay. And other than the fact that it really wants to, you know, pop that back, pop a wheelie pretty hard because the the weight, <laughs> the die cast. So, other other than that, it's just fine. Yeah. Is it actually closed cab? Yes. Or has it just got windshields built into it? Uh, well, it doesn't have windshields built into it, but you know, it's it has a roof on the truck. Uh, oh, oh, god. Okay, so it's not armored right. cab. Sorry, it's just no. a closed cab. Yeah. No, just it's still a soft skin vehicle. It just it right. just has yeah, a rough. It's on not the a truck. seven up. Yeah, it was like it's that not, doesn't yeah, make sense. It's not open topped. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it. No. Well, it's, it's worse than that. It's soft skin. Yeah, it's even worse. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't just take pins. Yeah, it just gets actually removed. Um, yeah. Okay. Great. Wonderful. So, there's that. You guys can take. <laughs> Take what you want from that. All right. So um, the next, I got I got a little bit of uh, tidbits from from Warlord that uh, I came across this afternoon. If you're interested, I yes. like tidbits. I, yes, I, uh, I, I like bits, not tids, though. Okay. Uh, you've seen that they they did. Of course, there's the pre-release for Soviets. I think we still mentioned that last episode. Yep. Uh, there's some new trench work Shermans that are out. Saw that. Yeah, those are like like the bridge I, layer. And, yeah. Like, uh, they, okay. They've got a couple more coming on the way. There'll be a Dozier and a Crab Sherman. Uh, you know, some other things that I, I think will be nice uh, terrain display board pieces, but I don't know how they are functionally for the game. So, but then again, trench work models are just awesome and really fun to put together. Yeah, anyway, so. those models are amazing, and I I saw them posted on Facebook, and then I saw kind of what I expected to see is that. They're considerably more expensive. I guess I think almost all trench work stuff is pretty expensive, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's a premium. Yeah, it's a premium. Yeah. It's a premium product in general. It's your it's, it's just, your top shelf. You know, yeah. it's not the it's not the rail model. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's it's yeah, uh, it's, it's a lot better than what I can 3D print. <laughs> uh, well, that's a given. It's yeah. resin. It's a high quality resin cast, yep. is it not? But yeah, they're around cast. a long time. Uh, so. It's just yes. a very interesting. They were just interesting choices too. Like that was those were the two things I was you know. Seemingly, like the populist opinion was, they're odd choices for for vehicles that you'd want in your army, and then are also slightly overcosted, but or like expensive. But again, but it's 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 like I always say though they're filling a niche. Nobody else makes those. The, it, which right. is it, which is Trenchworks' model in general. Uh, yeah. And I do love that Warlord and Trenchworks are working together. I think that's awesome, and I think it's great that Warlord is just like we're not going to make that model. Let's just sell it, sell right. their version of it. Yep. I think that's great. I just. I don't know. I guess I, they wish I don't for other know. things first. <laughs> do they have Do they have the rules for the bridge laying tank yet? I mean, uh, uh, I mean, officially, I don't think so. But I mean, it'd be pretty. We'll, we'll it'd make be a scenario. I mean, I could make and make them pretty quick, right? Mm-hmm. You know. Well, but, I mean, who knows? Maybe they're hinting at something that we yeah. don't know about yet, right? Um, They've also got. Uh, they're still furthering. They're further along the road for that uh, combined arms. 
Hopefully, cool. hopefully before summer, we'll, we'll, we'll know. That'd be, that'd be cool. That would be cool. I I still haven't gotten any playtest information, despite my numerous requests. <laughs> just asking, just begging. Entitled please, just, let Jesus. me touch it. Just asking, you know, you know if, if you want some, some playtesting, I'd be more than happy to do that for you. Although, considering the last thing we playtested, maybe we don't want to, if we actually want to see it come out. So. Ah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and also the uh, competitive supported play thing. That website is supposed to be... Huh, supposed to be... Again, the date is now March 15th, when that should start having scenarios and rules and stuff all posted on there. Interesting. Uh, okay. And right. if, if you are a... If you are going to be a tournament organizer, or if you're a store and you're going to host an event or a tournament, uh, email tournaments, that's plural, at warlordgames.com. And that will go directly to John Russell and Paul Walker... And they'll get in touch with you, and they will do surprise support. Just make sure you email them at tournaments, plural with an S, at warlordgames.com. 90 day, about 90 days before your event, and they'll get the ball rolling and get you support and get you whatever it is you need to do to help run, run the event. So Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Uh, one, one thing you might, since you have John's ear, maybe they should get tournament at warlord as well as an email address. Just yeah. saying, then it makes your life a lot easier if you just all get forwarded to the same spot. Yeah, yeah. I asked him. I asked him three times. I'm like, "Does it have an S?" He's like, "Yes, it has an S." Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's that's. Yeah, <laughs> it would be worth it for them to just to make the second email address. Anyway, right. okay, cool. Uh, so, uh, do I want to say ship broke loose? I think something happened. It was not nearly as bad as Tiger Fear, but we got another FAQ. And <laughs> not nearly as bad as Tiger Fear, but some people seem to have taken it that way. So let's let's go through this back. Because uh, well, yeah, they like, didn't change Tiger Fear. I don't, no, what could be the problem with that? Uh, there isn't a problem with Tiger Fear. That wasn't the yeah. problem. Uh, that, everything else was this time. Apparently, the world the world was falling down for some people <laughs> by the way they talked on Facebook. So oh my God, yeah, there, there, I mean, some, there were several, several people up on ledges. Yes, yes. Burning, burning their books because they can't use any models. From, they can't use any selections from them anymore. Yeah, they, like, they were all burning their dark elf wow. in the backyard. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, that's. I mean, let's. We let's like not overreact. Um, we yeah, like hyper. No, no, no. no let's not react to an overreaction by overreacting. <laughs> Wait, that sounds like a great thing to do. No, it, I, I. You're right. In all honesty, all I read was the negative stuff. I didn't see a lot of, and that's and that's quite honest for most things, right? Just. That's yeah. how social media works. People are people are the people that are that don't that think the the change is positive or even neutral aren't going to aren't going to respond by posting on social media in this circumstance. So, obviously, the people that are are not happy are going to be the ones that speak up. So, which is understandable. I can understand in some of these circumstances why people would be upset by them. That being said, I don't know why well, they ever thought some of this stuff was was okay anyway. So let's let's go through yeah. it and we can we can talk about it piece by piece because I think some pieces are are less of a problem than others. So should we, should we just do it in order? Yep, let's do it. So Polish motorbike section got added to the Polish army book. No one's going to take them because they take Polish for lancers. But thanks. I no, mean, people yeah. will take them. I mean, I, no, I was yeah. thinking about taking them. Well, it's right. an infantry slot. Yeah. It's like saying no one's going to take Norway because they they can take anything else. <laughs> but, there, but there are people that take, that 
We kn- I know one person that took There lessons. are plenty yeah. of Polish armies out there that don't use lancers. Yes. Well, uh, most people might play with the idea of at least taking a unit of them. But that doesn't well, mean there's not room for motorbikes then. Right. There, yeah. Making a 10th motorized division to the Polish, a Polish army would be awesome. And yeah. people will absolutely do it. And yeah, this so. gives them a needed mobility that they, they absolutely needed. So I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. So, and this is basically the same entry as the motorbike section from the armies of France. Okay. I, they mean they're, they're consistent, so. Sure. So I, I mean, there was, I saw that Facebook people said that there was mathed wrong, but it doesn't look as though it is because it lines up with what the costing is for the motorbike section in the armies of France. It may, oh. it may not line up with other motorbike sections, so I guess we'd sure. have to dig into, into that. But. I just ran, I just went for the one that I knew was in an army. I can't think of what other armies have a motorbike section as infantry other than France. Don't Germans? I think Germans I think have, they have a motorbike yeah. in an armored car slot. I don't think they have an infantry selector. They might only have dudes on bikes. Yeah. So. Uh, and there's the whole cat and crash phenomenal phenomenon in mm. the western desert, but that's that's a different. That's a different thing. Yeah, that's a totally different thing. Yeah, let's that's, not go down that. Let's just yeah, dodge that. that. That's not in the FAQ this time, so we're going to talk about it. Yep. So, in so, case you don't have the Armies of France book handy, uh, for six guys on motorcycles slash sidecars, ninety points regular, hundred fifteen points vet. They all have rifles. You can add up to seven for fifteen points regular, twenty points veteran, and you can add one LMG, and someone has to be a loader. So hopefully it's the guy in the sidecar or vice versa. I don't know, you want the guy driving the bike to be loading your LMG for you? That seems like it'd be a bit of a wreck. That sounds mean, like a great any, idea. What are you talking any, about? Any more, than the, <laughs> any more than the driver shooting the motor, the, the machine gun. That sounds awful, too. Uh, <laughs> well, and this uh, this is uh, a generic reinforced platoon selector. So and basically keep in mind, again, that uh, in the errata sections is the same as them actually being printed in their army book. It's not an FAQ. It is the same as it existing in their army book. Right. So, so it's the difference between yeah. FAQ and errata. Right. There's an errata and an FAQ in this. It's not just FAQs. Yeah. Yep. So it's remove whatever paragraph is in there and put this in its place. In most circumstances, it's changing the rules. Yep. Makes yep. sense. Cool. Uh, the next one I think got a lot of people. A lot of a lot of people upset. Oh, is that the recce one? No. 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 Well, no. I, there wasn't as much discussion on that one as even as I expected, but oh, is this the charging thing? No, that was was, was there. Well, that was in there too, wasn't it? Yep. Yep. Yeah, let's go through that one. What's that one again? Okay. So this this one they answered in the last FAQ, uh, but this time they added. Uh, I think they added the vehicle descriptor. Yeah. So before it was just units, and now they say uh, infantry units in parentheses and tanks because tanks can go through rough ground. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they get nine inches. That's all they did. Otherwise, this was already asked and answered before, which is, yes, you can give them a run order, but it's only six inches if they're starting in rough ground. So, Sure. So you can charge in rough ground. You can charge in rough ground, yes. Right, but only six inches. Yes. Perfect. That's what we can expect. Great. Cool. And, and, and I mean, again, from the last fact, that's kind of what everyone expected. It's that's just not what it said in the rules. So that's correct. Yep. And then they also addressed the recce again. So all right, before we go, this because just just out of my own insanity, uh, in the bolt action rule book, on page I want to say one nineteen, 
and after the escape. So 118 is where we start the escape, 119 is where it continues. Here is the reading. An escape reaction is a move or an ad, uh, at advance or run rate, which may be forward or reverse, as long as the results in the escaping vehicle ending out of sight of the attacking enemy, or in cover from the attack, or at least further away from the attacker than when the attack is declared. Period. In other words, this move cannot be used to move closer to an attacker. So... It makes me laugh every time you read it because it's like what, like the the sentence before it tells you specifically that you can move. It sounds like it's, it, the way it, you read it makes it sound like you can move closer. It makes it sound mm-hmm. like you can move closer. Well, so, so long okay. as you get into cover or out of line of sight. And mm-hmm. then there's another sentence after that. It is also it also cannot be used to assault enemy units if an escaping vehicle is a tank. So you can't don't tank shock people with your escape move. Right. That makes sense. That makes yeah. perfect sense. That's fine. Yep. There's not a lot of tanks that have... Well, there's a very few tanks that have... Yeah, but then that sentence where it says, uh, you know, in other words, this move can't be used to move closer to an attacker. Okay, well, let's go to the FAQ, because the last FAQ said said that you can't do that. And and now what are they saying? You can't do that? Uh, So this is a question about indirect fire, and they're asking basically if you can make your escape move so that's inside the minimum distance. Um... You cannot escape closer to attacking unit unless it's to get in cover or out of line of sight. Mm-hmm. That's fine. So the recce vehicle targeted by the mortar is not allowed to move closer to it unless it's going to get out of sight or into cover. So you can't stay out in the open and then be inside the minimum range so it can't target you. Which is, well, what we thought it should be. I mean, I think that's how we play it. As long as your recce move decreases the chance of the shot being made, yeah, that's okay. the purpose of it. That- yep. That makes logical sense in my mind. I, yeah. I could see why people might perceive it as an opportunity to be gamey. But it I is. How? Because you, it allows you to move closer to the attacking unit. Yep. Okay. As long as you're out of sight or in cover. Right. <coughs> yeah. Which, I, I of course, mean, I is not what the rule says. But right. <laughs> the next sentence doesn't say that. <laughs> I, I guess I still don't see the gaminess of it because you still have to use your dice, which, in which case you could have just used your dice to move closer anyway. Yeah, but this way you're not getting shot. Right. I, I mean, sure. And you're, you're also not, protecting you're, yourself from subsequent, you know. I mean, in the case of an indirect fire weapon anyway, you'd still it's, move it's, closer and not... You would still be out of line. You wouldn't be get fired at anyway. So it's, right? it's a defensive... It's a defensive maneuver that allows you to be aggressive. Mm. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm so think of those Polish Lancers in this role. So. They can, yep. Yeah, because they can wreck you, can't they? Yep. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Yeah, that's interesting. interesting. That's an interesting... T- that's a, They're going to move forward either way. It doesn't make a difference in that regard, except that it, it is a reaction to a shot instead of doing right. it just in turn order. That makes sense. But the idea is that on those sparsely covered tables, which they should be at a disadvantage of, they've got that long move that they can end up in the open as long as yep. they're taking it at the end of the turn. And then yep. if they get fired on subsequent to that, they yeah. can recce aggressively forward into cover or even better out of line of sight, mm-hmm. which just kind of, I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's just it's, one yeah, of it's those not, things. It's yeah. not, you're not being disrupted. You're going to be able to continue moving forward. Yeah, right. I mean, typically you'd be like, "I want to, I want to push this unit away, so I'm going to fire on it." 
but because they can they move closer, closer, it's like, nope, sorry. Ah, can't. shit, that didn't work. Right. <laughs> so. Okay. And not uh, that that's the end of the world necessarily, but I mean, it's just, it's just a defensive maneuver that allows you to be aggressive. So it's nice. Cool. It makes yeah. Rocky nice. Yeah. All right, the next one is uh, multi-launchers. And then this, again, was uh, asked and answered, I think, two FAQs ago, but they just changed it a little bit. So uh, can HE weapons target empty buildings to demolish them? However, with multiple launchers, because they can also hit anything to six inches of the primary target, can they target an empty building and then hit anything on six of the building? Is that correct? Well, yes. Uh, the Previously, they said you had to measure the distance from the floor, the HE, hit on, and now they've removed reference to the floor and just the building. So now you can target an empty building with multiple multi-rocket launcher, uh, just as you target unit inside a building, measure the range from any potential targets from the building itself. So they removed the reference to the floor it hit on. That's, yep. yeah, thanks for making us not do trigonometry. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, that seems, and like, and then you have to, like, resolve the HE shot first, instead of, like, figuring, like, I, let's put it in perspective. Nobody gives two rips about the actual building they're shooting when they're shooting an empty building. When they're it's trying to use shoot, their yeah. multi multi launcher, they're like right. they're trying to hit every unit around it. Yeah, but Werfer's, Werfer's got a worf. Yeah. Yep. Werf, yeah, and it's not the building it wants to worf. It doesn't like brick as much as dudes. So it's like, hey, I think there might be some guys over by that building. Cool. Let's blanket the area. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, your agenda skipped one that I think. Do we want to save that one for the end, Pat? Is that why you jumped over it? Uh, I'm doing them in order. The FAQ. I think oh, I was okay. on the agenda. I was putting them in order that I thought would be interesting. But whatever. sure. Yeah. You know. Let's go through. Let's just keep going in order. Then people. People already read it. And people have already seen Facebook posts. So we're just covering stuff they've already talked about. Right. But it's uh, fine. Tank tank riders. They they fixed. Oh yeah. How did they fix them? Uh, so now it's just. One. It's, it's the same as being force dismounted. So, like, if you, it's the same as if you were in a transport that could blow it up, except for you're not taking hits. Sure. So okay. they're forced to dismount D6 inches, uh, similar to regrouping for close cutters, and then they have to go down. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> Before, it wasn't. It didn't really say anything about it. It just says, you know, they're tank riders. As soon as they're shot at, they jump off. Everyone's like, okay, sure. well, run or advance off it then. Yep. Right. Uh, no, no, no. Okay, so it's it's a it's a force dismount. So you yeah, know. they're they're diving for cover. Yeah, sure, that makes sense. Yeah, they're. So I'm really glad they put this one in there. Mm-hmm. The, that 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 is an excellent, excellent FAQ. Yep. Cool. So I mean, there wasn't a ton. So you know, it's nice. You know, they they're still maintaining these. I I appreciate a hundred percent that they're continuing to be committed to this so that's a good sign in my opinion that bolt action will survive for the long term yeah, it keeps it relevant yeah yeah well yeah especially when they make changes like they have in this one <laughs> uh we'll we'll do that one last yeah let's just save that one for last yeah uh so in campaign new guinea uh replace all currencies m3 lee with the m3 grant i don't <laughs> think th- i don't think they have the right page or book on this because i couldn't find it Okay, and does that but, really change anything? No, not really. I mean, I don't run either one of those tanks, so I guess I don't care. But some people might. Some people probably have their mm-hmm. Australians and like it. So mm-hmm. sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think there's. I don't think there's an M3 Lee on page ninety-one in the New Guinea book. Not that I could see. 
So I don't know if maybe it's just the wrong page number or what it is. But maybe the wrong book? No, it's the right book, right? Uh, well, I don't know historically what was in the New Guinea, if there were Lees or Grants, but maybe that's what they're going at, that they just maybe, oops, yeah, we meant Grant and we said Lee. I, I don't know. That that makes somebody probably told them that was historically inaccurate. And yeah, someone probably they, told them that there's 14 rivets and they only had 12 or, you know, whatever. I, I was going to go there, but. Okay, well, <laughs> I did. Hey, at least you're the one insulting people this time, not me. Yeah, see? you got to switch it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's yeah, already after 10. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> keep, keep everyone on their toes. And then uh, they did go back and they did a made a minor change in Empire and Flames to the Irregular Natives, as they were first called in the last FAQ, but they're actually Native Irregulars. Uh, if you haven't seen this one, if you've used them before, you're probably not using them anymore. Yeah, that's this is one this is one of the few that got people angry. They they got correctly costed yep. for their abilities that they have. Nope. And then they got then they got taken out of every everyone's generic reinforced platoon selector. Yeah. Because the way it read it sounded like they were available for all for all armies in the reinforced platoon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So and they took it out of that and only listed the theater selectors that they are now allowed in. I I I'm not going to lie, I could see them walking that one back a little bit. I don't mind them changing the point cost. I think that that's appropriate. But I if... think those point costs are right because they have three special abilities. Yeah, yeah, yep. no, I have no problem with the point cost. I think, and and I think some people were even upset by the point cost difference, but the, uh, the how narrowly they pigeonholed them kind of, and maybe rightfully so to some degree, upset some people. I mean... Well, imagine if you've invested in right in collecting them, painting them, playing with them. Right. Um, so you have, I mean, you have skin now, in the game, and now right. you're limited to just a, a specific selector in a specific campaign and, book. Yeah. And I'm cognizant that of that deal, rough. but it's not like the army's unusable. You simply play them as partisans. You lose one special rule, which is the forward deployment. Mm-hmm. Right. But otherwise, they're substantially the same as partisans, right? And and I I totally I totally get that. Um, my uh, counterpoint or my response my my first response to that, if I was in the situation, would be like, well, okay, so I've got half a partisan army now, so I'm going to mm-hmm. have to go and, and pick that well, up and think about what I want to do there, and I and I might not have been interested in actually collecting partisans to begin with. So I well, mean, I, I know that there's kind of a back door there. I get that. Um, and I'm, you know, that maybe that helps a lot of folks and things like that. It's just, you know, it's kind of like, well, I mean, you think about every time uh, that next edition of Warhammer Fantasy came out, and you're like, well, crap, now all of these guys aren't any good anymore, and I have to buy all of this other shit. Well, see, <laughs> yeah. I, I never played a power army, so I didn't have that problem in Warhammer. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, but if I, I only was playing one army and it had native irregulars in it, and now. I'm kind of stuck a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's just I can understand why why people would be like, "Well, that's well, you've nice. got some good theater selectors to pick from." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I'm just saying, you know, I mean, we don't know everybody's individual situation, and a change like this, um, it, I mean, I could see why that would, why that might suck for some folks. So, I mean, yeah, as a counter argument yep. to that, a little bit, Dale, uh, I. I in all of the stuff we've seen, I have not seen very many people playing with native irregulars. But what I will say oh, yeah, is, yeah. from a from a fact that they were obviously undercosted, 
I mm-hmm. can see people that were metagamers potentially using these models. Oh, so, before uh, the last FAQ, uh, you put them in the British Army, they get all their own special rules plus the British special rules. Bring right, it. And that, and, yeah, and that's what people well, were probably... You know, they're, they're the people that are min-maxing to some degree or looking for the, yeah. the you know, the, yeah. the edge, right? And that's that's where exactly where native regulars were. And even if just up increasing the point cost was enough, they didn't have to remove them from all the lists maybe, but... You know the point right. cost that's difference the, would have probably killed them anyway, and that's I, don't, the I don't agree with that. That, that I'm making, yeah, yeah, the points cost doesn't bother me. I mean, because then you know if they're in your army, you can still play with them, right? Yep. Yep. Right. yep. Um, it's just that well, now they can't be taken in a generic reinforced platoon. Uh, it's, that ch- I, it changes how it changes where they can be used, and yeah, yeah, that that part sucks. The the points cost that's going to happen. So I'm mean, right. right. You know. I mean, and and I think I agree. I agree with the point cost point cost increase. I don't necessarily agree with the other side of it, but I, I understand their stance on it. Uh, I, I can understand again on the other side why people might be upset by it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. be it. Uh, you know what? Here's the beauty of bolt action, and we'll talk about this later. You can still play with them if you want to. If you can talk, you know, you're not in a tournament, then don't. If you're not in a tournament, play with them. Just ask your opponent. Which. Quite honestly, as more games I play are outside of a tournament than they are in a tournament. Right. I mean, yeah. right. But exactly. oftentimes I am trying to play for a list that I hope to bring to tournaments. So. Right. And I think that, and I also think, Dale, to your point, I'm not sure that it would have mattered if they'd removed them from all the lists. I think many of the people that were complaining about them being removed would have also jumped on the bandwagon that they got over overcosted as well. I think a lot of people would have said they're unplayable because they're three points more a model now. You know, and and I'm, it's it possibly I don't know because obviously it didn't happen. But right, and I I hesitate to say stuff like that because I don't know either. I like um, overgeneralizing all the time, so it's. And, and, <laughs> I, mean, I could I could definitely I could definitely see if if you're a motivated min maxer and you're pushing the limits of what you can do, um, where you're like, well, crap, now I can't do my native irregular list, and that kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, they're right. It, it kind of sucks. I don't have as much sympathy for that that kind of a thing. But you know, once upon a time, I was I was that kind of a player, and so I'm you know I just I, I'm just not at the moment. So you know, you'll get still, there again. I'm sure. I still feel kind of for those guys. And but it, that being said, I think this is a good change overall for the for the health of the game and the health. Now, I'm, I can't wait to see the, the points adjustment for Gurkhas, so, you know, that'll be exciting. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> I, I, I won't ask that question. We'll see. I mean, we'll uh, see. They, we'll see how, if they're really, oh my God. you know, here's a points adjustment. Let's let's see what? if, um, you know. We'll what see if they just, see that? They just made scary blighters less off, like, a What if they just removed everyone. scary blighters? And yeah, I mean, bad. right, they're just tough fighters. Sure, I'm on board mm-hmm. with that. Leave yep. them point costed as is, and just give them take away that rule. Yep. Uh, everyone will lose their shit on that one too. I'm sure. I'm sure when that ever happens, if it does, we will be talking about that on well, the podcast. Thankfully, because of the pandemic, everyone should, pandemic, everyone should have plenty of toilet paper to take care of the shit they're losing. That should be the that should be the the title for this uh, episode: the the podemic. <laughs> that mean is kind of, no because people think we're quitting or something. <laughs> no, that'd be that'd be the a, a pod collapse. A pod collapse now. Now, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm a, that should be the every episode name, right? But yeah, it is definitely rip native irregulars. So yep. yeah, and and it yeah, hurts yeah. when you when you've had an army list and it changes. It no one likes change. You know, we're all. 
fuddy duddies that way. So again, if you had an all infantry, all if all of your infantry in your army was native irregulars, you basically have a partisan list. Come on, like let's figure it out. Yeah, but um, yeah. they don't forward deploy. See, so that's right. They don't get all the special rules. That's the problem, right? That yeah, yeah I get it. But, but partisans can't have partisans don't have four deployers, do they? Other than native, never mind. They don't have native they, regulars they, anymore. There's um, <laughs> yeah. nobody they does. Oh, that's right. They've got a scout unit, so they do. Right. Okay. Uh, should we move on to the next one? Or? Yeah. 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 Please. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it rolling. All right. So they did a minor tweak to Western Desert. If anyone still gives that book any credence, the the Jock Column Theater Selector they changed the Bren carriers from one to two to one to two per unit because otherwise, if you look at the Jock, you really can't run it. It's only one Bren carrier or or one transport. So all your units are tiny. Yeah. So. They all fit in the one Bren. Well, no, no. It, it was used to be zero one, basically one transport, and they added the word right. per, yeah, per artillery yeah, yeah. unit because it's a multiple artillery unit oh, yeah, selector. Sure, sure. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. That would suck. Okay. Yeah, that, that's like one of those. Everyone's like, they, they, they can't mean that, can they? But no one really played that selector anyway because there was the Commonwealth selector that everyone played out yeah, that lets you get two tanks when, when, if you had four infantry unit. But anyway. Sounds fun. Okay. Uh, and then they've also got they made an adjustment to the Stalingrad book. That's um, good. So the special rule off map battery, um, which is in not a step back and no land beyond Volga, mm-hmm. uh, says that you can't bring artillery. But then the selector says zero one gun from artillery. Hmm. Oh, okay. And Oops. it's the special rule, so you could probably still take your AA guns and uh, you know just not any of the artillery that the howitzers out of that list. So. Sure. Cool. So one of those copy and paste, just correct that. So, and that makes sense. Did, so. Does it say that you can still take AA or like an anti-tank gun? Well, so the special rule says you cannot take artillery units. Yeah. Is that the slot or is that just howitzers, basically? I think it's the slot. I would believe that to be the slot person. Yeah, so basically you can't take an anti-tank gun or anti-tank artillery or... or flat gun or anything else like that. I guess, why would that matter? Okay, perfect. Well, maybe, maybe they can answer that FAQ. Uh, I mean, it just sometimes it's nice to be very explicit with those things so people don't <laughs> misinterpret them. Right. Just saying. I, I believe it too, when it says you, you just remove the zero one one gun slot. You remove, you remove that slot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that would make perfect sense to me too. Because okay. you're, cool. you're getting the two artillery strikes with your artillery. Sure. Observer, yeah, yeah, and Russian artillery strikes are disgusting. They're good to begin with, yeah, yeah, because they get to roll, the, yeah, get d six, roll two dice, pick whichever one you want. Um, you pick the highest. Is it the highest? Yeah, okay. I don't uh, think you get to choose. You ha- you pick the highest. So. Well, there you go. So yeah, that's that was all the FAQ. Yeah, it well, didn't they? All thirty pages of it at this. Yeah, point. it's thirty pages yeah. long, which. <clears throat> make a new book. Yeah. Um, wasn't there? Was there some mention in there of units that don't have any specific specificity to them? As far as oh. reinforced platoon, they're, oh yeah, they're right. gone. They, did, they can't they, be used in a reinforced platoon. Yeah, yeah, I don't so. know how we missed that one because that one also had the I, book I, set. 
I intentionally skipped over to see how many people paused to yell at her, <laughs> yell at their podcast machine. You missed the most important yeah. thing. <laughs> Why aren't they talking about that? <laughs> Most of these people are just yelling at their windshield or computer screen. Hopefully, they're not doing it at work. Right. Don't yell! Yeah. Don't yell at work. Get you in trouble. Okay. Don't ask. Uh, so yeah, these books occasionally introduce new units without the accompanying text explaining which selectors they can be used. As a general guideline, in these cases, unless the rule in the unit's entry says otherwise, new units from these books are limited to use in the scenarios and selectors from that book only. Unless, of course, you get opponent's approval or TO's approval. So here's a, here's a FAQ that says, pester your TO for every unit you want to take, and he'll say no the more times you ask him, I'm sure. Hey. I, they don't normally say yes more often, that's for sure. Uh, I will say this for people coming to Operation Snafu, is I will have an entire list for each nation, and I've already posted this in our Discord, that says whether or not they're allowed in a reinforced platoon or if they're allowed at Snafu. So, so well, talk um, talk a little bit about what that list means exactly. So I went through every single campaign book and wrote down uh, every unit that I found in those campaign books. Mm-hmm. Um, let me actually pull it up so I know what I'm reading. And... Then I categorized it, so we've got the unit name, the type of unit, whether it's infantry, vehicle, artillery, and then further, if there's any further, just because I did an Excel table so I could sort fast which source they're in, what page they're on, if I actually had a book or PDF, and then whether or not they slit, they said a, a platoon selector they were in there. So this is either generic reinforced platoon selector, or it's used in the campaign, or it had nothing, or it was question mark. And so in my list, everything that had a blank or a question mark is not part of a reinforced platoon. Right. So effectively, the base, the baseline of your document that you put together identifies every unit in all of the campaign books that is allowed in the reinforced platoon as per the rules and now this fact. Yes. Okay. Yep. There you go. Yeah. And I, I, will, I will update those once I bother to go through the D-Day 2 book. I just been playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got some models painted too. You're just like, I'm not doing paperwork yeah. right now. That's yeah. fair. That's, that's, that's a reason. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, Jesus Christ, I went through like 20 some books. Yeah, so. you, you did all the heavy lifting. Right? You could let somebody else finish the Excel docu for you. So Maybe. Like, that's okay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but so there you go. If you need to ask uh, us as the TOs, we've already spelled it up for you, what you can bring to Snafu. And if we update that, we will we'll change it. There you go. So, like, personally, I would like to let the Twin Bazooka Jeep in because, shit, it's a fun unit. <laughs> yeah, lots of people really like it for some reason. Cause well, the guys wonder. playing with it, the guys playing against it don't really care yeah, for it. Yeah, well, sure. and again, it's one of those units that maybe is a little under-costed for how much damage it can do. Although it's very <clears throat> kind of glass cannony too, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's a, well, is that the one that has the armored front or no? Because they also have a, they also have a the Jeep. MMG, in the the same MMG boat. has the... That one has the armor front. Yeah, I think the I don't think the bazooka does. Okay. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. I'm sure someone's yelling at their computer screen again. Why can't you guys get this right? Because oh, I can't. Bright. I can't have all the books in front of me. Yeah, they're they're upstairs. I'm not going to bring like 20, 20 books no? down. Uh, so <clears throat> the big one is the landmasters got thrown out of all the allies. Yeah. So I mean, most of them can still bring rocket launchers. So. Uh, or Americans the U.S. can. can. Yeah, so the, the Brit- can British, British lost their only multi-launcher. Yep. Uh, that's a tear for me. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, the U.S. Marine Corps also lost their M24 Harvester, which 
I was kind of hoping that one might have made it in, but I was, I knew it wasn't coming. So right. Uh, yeah. I I honestly am I'm okay with this from a standpoint of now we have a definitive answer to those units, right? Yeah. Like moving forward, those units are no longer allowed. Like that's just simple. Like don't as don't, part of the reinforced platoon, generic reinforced platoon. Yes, yeah, is yep. part of most tournament play. You don't expect to see these units. Um, again, this is another circumstance where some people maybe are upset because they you know bought some models to represent some of these things not knowing that they wouldn't be allowed in a reinforced platoon mm-hmm. however again in some of those circumstances i'm gonna i'm gonna speculate that you know maybe some of those units were really good and that they were picking cherry picking the units to you know optimize a list so yeah, maybe i'm kind of that okay with it being the, the change selection. being this way well so here's here's the biggest disadvantage i see uh, first of all you know the new units to campaign books, the reason to buy them is to introduce new units, to grow the game, to get, you know, get some freshness brought into it, you know. Well, hang on, hang on. There's an awful lot of speculation in that regard. Okay, um, sure. Um, in regards to... I I don't know... Counterpoint, I don't know that that's why they do the campaign books. Well, to kind of freshen up the game, to kind of keep things new. Yeah. I don't feel like uh, a new campaign book does anything to shift what I would consider to be like a tournament meta. And I don't I, think I don't that's think, the goal of the campaign book. No, it definitely yeah. is not the goal, but I think there have definitely been books that maybe had a unit or two in it that all of a sudden became like the popular units per se, you know, just because just because okay. they were yep. something new that was better than the thing that, you know, everybody would have in their list anyway. I, and I talk about this like it's Warhammer where like, you know, everything is Right, that's you know. where we come from, and but yeah. I think that's kind of that's kind of what we hope the books are going to be. I just don't really feel like they ever were quite really that. With maybe a few not exceptions. As, yeah, there's yeah. a few exceptions in there for sure. Right. Not, it's not the norm. I would agree. And so, yeah. my only point, Pat, was simply just to kind of maybe kind of couch that a little bit um, to say because I think you're kind of the, the way you're going with this. I agree with you. It's just it's just that maybe that's. Warlord kind of misses the mark a little bit from our perspective in regards to maybe what they could be doing with these campaign books from a, well, a meta freshening up kind of thing. Well, yeah, I think what sure. they should maybe consider doing is you know revamp the, the army books that are out there because I mean look at look at all the tools in the toolbox that the Soviet army book has. Yeah, there's so many of them. And then look at how vanilla the American mm-hmm. army list is and not yeah. having the same tools, even though by the end of the war they're all using pretty much the same or similar but different name tools so yeah yeah and i think i think that's kind of what's missing and what's you know maybe maybe setting the soviets on such a higher power level if that's a thing mm-hmm. from just a from a, a base thing. book standard you know just they, they well, have they have the tools in the toolbox to do a lot yeah they from do. the get-go yep. uh germans got a version two book okay i i I think I think Germans are a solid army. I think they really are. Everyone likes to complain that you know they don't get the free order dice, or maybe that's just Rick. No, no, I'm, no, not, I'm, I'm not, not the, the only, only one. one. Yeah, okay. I'm not the only one. I I know for a fact I'm not the only one. No, so. because I complain about that too. Oh, okay, <laughs> there you go. Fair enough. So I don't know. That's I think that's what the stink is about these all being rolled back. Is now people you know aren't don't have their super optimum choices to take to tournaments that yeah. they. 
honestly didn't have if you read the rules anyway. Well, and another part of that is I think a lot of people that play this game may have got their start or familiarity with Warhammer where when a book came out, that was your new units and everyone's looking for the new units. And, Ooh, I want to add that. Yeah. And it in, was a lot of fun in that. Right. It was, but actually. In, but in Bolt Action, it's more like, hey, here's a book that's coming out that's supposed to explain the history and the campaign battle that took place in this area, in this theater. Yeah. And it's not so much designed necessarily to integrate well with the bigger design of the original game. Yeah. Right? It's, sure. made to, it's made for this specific thing without regard to how it affects the larger meta, meta whatever you want to call it, of the game itself. And I think that they've done a decent job at that where they know that some stuff may break the meta and they will say that this is only available in this theater selector, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. they do a good job at that. I think they... I think, honestly, this is just an oversight in the idea of having that paragraph that says this is only available here or this is not available here. Like, mm-hmm. it, it just omitted it in a lot of circumstances and made people not know, you know. I, For the people that had bought those units, I feel bad for in a sense that, you know, they bought them, they paid money for them. But I also, if you're a tournament player and you don't know whether or not they're allowed... You know, it would have been it would have been beneficial to ask this question a long time ago. I feel like this question should have been asked a long time ago. Well, you know, and, and I think every TO is different, but from a standpoint mm-hmm. of what Warlord believes, like this is their well, stance on it. And I can't disagree. And it's not it's it's not like we couldn't kind of see this coming. I mean, a couple of FAQs prior that I mean, just above this new entry. It says, I mean, what they recommend here is for this reason, when organizing a bolt action tournament, we recommend to choose armies from the armies of series of books. The other Mm -hmm. books, i.e. the campaign and theater books, are more suitable for themed campaign days and other non-competitive events. So, I mean, in that blurb right there, I mean, they're they're kind of basically telling us that if you're looking for more of a balanced, competitive kind of thing, the armies of books, which clearly state whether something is included in the generic reinforced platoon or not, is kind of where you start from. And there isn't really much beyond that. And right. they just went on and further kind of added in that, hey, you know, if it doesn't explicitly say it, then they're kind of out. But always, always the, the TOs are going to, can push one way or the other and do whatever they like. So, Yep. I mean that and that's and that's the beauty of this game. You can play whatever you want. There are tournaments that allow theater selectors. So hey, magic, imagine that you can actually still play those units in those kind of tournaments. Um, I don't know if they're everywhere. We have some here, so mm-hmm. or nearish by, I guess. I guess it's not necessarily right here, but whatever. Nearish um, works. Near near enough, near enough that we'll drive there, I guess. When we are allowed to do these things again, yeah. if that. I like to think it's sooner rather than later. Right. Fingers crossed, baby. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the FAQ. That was the big one at the end. I, again, I I love that they're still doing their FAQs and erratas. I think that's important. I think this is overall a good change. This is at least showing that they're committed to trying to strengthen uh, the tournament scene, per se, maybe. That's what it's looking like. Is making a more competitive game so that they're, you know... So their competitive platform has something to stand on? Right. <coughs> yeah. I mean, if they don't, well, then that's going to be hard. So this this kind of um, this kind of pushes out the outliers, effectively, in regards to those units that kind of maybe shift things back and forth or make things a little bit more swingy. 
So it, it sure. might be easier to balance. Well, it's it's going to be a lot easier to balance if you just take 20% of what's available out. I don't know that it is actually 20% or whatever the case may be. But it, uh, I, it depends on who you ask. Some people think it's a lot more than it is. And I, right. I mean, so, I, you know, it's... Yeah, it's, I, I like it. I do, especially as a tournament organi- organizer. Mm-hmm. Um, what I guess what I'm afraid of, or, or maybe a p- potential downside, is simply that now it's it's on the tos to explicitly kind of say this is this is what we want to have here, and mm-hmm. um, this might put a little more work on in a tos lap, and because there's already so much that you have to do as a to. Sure. Uh, it just might be easier to say, sorry, we're just doing generic reinforced platoons. And hey, if you are a TO and you want to go to our Discord channel, there all those lists that I have are posted there. Right. And you can feel free to use them. But I right. mean and but it might be an opportunity for the TOs in each of the individual regions to come up with a meta and maybe a list that we can maybe add some of these things back in um, to kind of, you know, keep things going or, or something like that. So there's there's always the opportunity for warlord to do other things, right? Mm-hmm. They could just release yeah, they could release version two books for all the armies, and that would be, you know, include those things that weren't there, include I, what they want to include, and you yep, know. and then and, and omit the rest. I think that I think I'm going to go back to a point you made about twenty percent. They've removed twenty percent of what's available, and I'm going to argue that I don't know that any of it was available before, right? It was ambiguous it, at best. It, it didn't, didn't say, say it. They yeah. put them in. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. Everyone assumed that because it doesn't say anything, I can take it. And to me, that's really, that. I, I mean, I would never assume anything, especially when they've been very explicit when something is included in a reinforced platoon. Mm-hmm. That's my, like, oh, the next the next entry has it. Oh, well, then maybe the one before it didn't. You know, there should have at least been some, you know. Yeah, I found that raises. very interesting going through the books that there wasn't, there, there seemed to be very, very defined uh whoever author was doing it of course usually Alessio is always uh, part of those projects and mm-hmm. you know which ones were allowed in even in the first edition rule books like the Empire and Flames and stuff like that we actually these units like paratrooper Gurkhas are allowed in the generic reinforced platoon selector and then another entry is could be used in this theater selector you know it's yeah so it was it was done specifically and then the, there's just the few that slipped through the cracks that were just hey this is a unit You'll probably find it in one of the scenarios that's in this book, so that's why we included it and didn't say it could be used anywhere else. So, yeah. yep, totally. So that's the thing. I like the change. I'm just going to say it. I like this ruling. It's clear cut. It's decisive. And yep. hey, it it's it's you know that there's no reason why they may not walk this back later. You know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we 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 have kind of seen seen them make things more confusing. I like this because it certainly makes it less confusing. It, it's, yes. yep. it's pretty, it's, yeah, it's exactly, yeah, we all understand what it is. I mean, it'd be nice if if they, I mean, you went through all the work and, and created the document, but it'd be nice if they had that list to say, here it is, this is this is what's included. So if you were looking to, to put on a tournament and it was just generic reinforcement too. So. Uh, they, they do have that. Well, and, yeah, and, and quite honestly, at some point, you know, Maybe they need to move towards, you know, not to bring up Warhammer yet again, but, you know, they have the the General's Handbook, 
you know, that they yeah, release once a year. This. Like, I think, yeah, this is still, a, it still rattles in my brain because it would be nice to have, like, here's everything that's available to every army for 2021. Or, and you maybe only have to do it once. Hell, like, you maybe you can do it once and just be like, we're playing from the general's handbook. You know, we don't have to necessarily. Yeah. I mean, like, those things are, would definitely be nice. It's just a lot of work. I mean, there's no it, reason why we couldn't all do of something it like that. Yeah. It's just, yeah. you know, that's just a lot of work. I don't want to oh, have to do that. I should also <laughs> I'll add the disclaimer real quick. Uh, the list in the books I went through is I did not do Sea Lion or Gigant. Yeah, you didn't do the fan, the, the fictional. Yeah. The, the what-if scenarios, I did not <laughs> go through those books. Did I mispronounce uh, that again, too? No, no, I'm just laughing because... I was laughing at Rick, too. He almost said fanfic. Yeah, I almost yep. said fanfic. That's what I was laughing <laughs> that's, at. That's another thing for another day or another <laughs> part of the episode. Mm. Right. Uh, so let's, let's move along, then. Um, it, it's, um, it, it's tough if, um, if you're used to bringing stuff that you can't bring now, but yep. for, for my part, um, you know, you pull the Band-Aid off, get over, you know, get past yep. that initial shock, and, and hopefully... Yep. Hopefully, and, and hopefully in your part, if, if you're really impacted by this, hopefully in your part of where you're playing, there are going to be tournaments where you'll still be able to play with your favorite stuff. So fingers crossed for you guys. And, and you know, tournaments aren't everything. I know for some they are, but there are still opportunities to play games outside of tournaments that you could probably bring them to, too. So just keep that in mind. All right. This came up in our on our Discord server, and I think, was it our Discord server, Pat? Uh, the next topic? Yeah, so... so I mean, popularity? We, yeah, so we were having conversations on our Discord. I think it maybe originated from a different Discord, but... Uh, it originated from a, actually a direct message to me. Oh, is it a direct message to you? Okay. Yeah, so, uh, so I never listened to Gordon uh, and his buddy Rudy. They're in the South Africa circuit. Okay. And uh, the conversation just came up, like, you know, what's, you know, what's the... Actually... The original question came up on a different server, and then I followed up with him after a week or so later to see if he finished his topic, which was, what's the breakdown of who plays what armies or who collects what armies? Just out of just curiosity. Um, and this this is what he came down with. So basically, in, in, his, in his area, being South Africa, uh, British and their respective commonwealths are about 40%. Germans are 24%. Russians are 10%. Americans are only 15%. Uh, Finns, French, Japanese, Romanians, Italians are all 2% each, and there's apparently a Dutch player or two. <laughs> so I find that breakdown to be very interesting. I'm most surprised by the low number of Finns, and I wonder if that's just because models are hard to come by. That would be my first thought, too. I was also surprised by the low percentage of Japanese players, considering how most people consider them to be relatively overpowered with their... You know, we, we say that, but, like, I have to, I mean, I and I sometimes will rant about how I think the Japanese can be overpowered, but I actually really don't see very many Japanese armies in our area either, frankly. Right. I think in our club, uh, Dale's the only one that has it. Like, le- like, legit has an army you could put on the table and play, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, when I go to, we do tournaments, I think I've played maybe two Japanese players, one who was had a very beautiful army that, you know, wasn't as effective as he could have been with it, and one guy that knew everything he was doing and rolled me off the table, but, you know. It, it, yeah, it didn't matter what army John had, usually. No, it usually doesn't matter what army he has. 
But no, let's see. Let's John play Norway. <laughs> no, don't play Norway because I don't want to lose to Norway. <laughs> I don't want to lose to Norway. <laughs> be, That's fair. Very potentially make it happen. Yeah, yeah and they uh, they are basically a one trick. And if you can get a mobile enough army, you can you can contain them. You know, I think they can be more than one trick, though. I just think that the. I don't want to call it a net list, but that the idea is that they do that one thing so well, that's how you should play them. And I think that's a fallacy. I think yeah. they can be played a lot of ways just fine. I, I, and I want to say that my recollection of John's version of Japanese army is not the traditional all-bamboo fighter. It's, it's not. It is absolutely no, not. There wasn't I, I, a bamboo fighter in there. Yeah. I, I know I think he's made the bamboo list, but I think he's... He don't think has he's not, gone to, He oh, hasn't he, made the bamboo oh, list. Oh, no, I apologize. Yeah, there he played are a against few, it. Yeah. There are maybe one or two bamboo units in the list. Okay. That yeah. I played against him in the tournament with. So. Okay. Yep. I and actually recollect now the conversation. I remember he faced someone at, at LVO that had the bamboo. That, yes. The full I'm bamboo using, list. I'm yeah. using the air quotes net list because I mean it's funny that we're talking about metas and net lists. <laughs> this is an interesting episode that I would have never expected, but. Um, yeah. Fun. It, no, it's great. Two mm-hmm. percent. It's Japanese. That seems really crazy. It seems really low to me, but yeah. but but it play. I mean, it bears out when I think about armies I see locally yep. here too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other than I've played Dale a couple of times, but that's just because he's in our club and he's a good player and he usually beats me. So whatever he had Japanese or Soviets doesn't matter, matter that much. But I played against one other Japanese list. I think was in my first year of playing, and I didn't really know how to handle just the mass the mass numbers of all of it, and mm-hmm. I I took, I took a minor loss on it. Yeah. I think I might have played in the same tournament. I think that was my only win. I think it was the it was the first uh, bug eater. Bug eater. We yeah, went to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I played. I I might have played the same guy. I think I had to have played the same guy. But he he had like a. Did he have a twenty man grenadier squad? No. Okay. He had two fifteen man rifle squads and a bunch of bomb stick guys and. Yep. Okay. Maybe there was two Japanese was, lists that weekend. It was like a sixteen order dice or eighteen order dice list, and you know this is when I was still you know running nine or ten, and like what the crap is this nonsense? <laughs> well, I still like I said, it was that. within my first year, so sure. Yeah, fun. Maybe check out that late night special. Uh, it might have been right. Go back. It might, and might be in to there. That. Episode ten, if you really are bored. <laughs> I mean, that, those I'm, numbers I'm are sorry. also interesting. Insofar as Japanese, who we consider very powerful armies at two percent, same number as Italian, who we consider one of the weakest, um, uh, right? Armies. I think it's I think it's hard to extrapolate a lot from this when you yeah because Finns, French, and Japanese are all at two percent as was Romanians and Italians. So th- I think there's some uh, statistical margins that we might aren't maybe aren't seeing because we're seeing percentages versus actual numbers. Right, and this is just an area, and I don't know if this is a thousand armies, or twenty armies, or forty armies. Yeah, yeah. sure. Right, because uh, if it was a hundred armies, right? Yeah, I'd expect forty of those hundred armies to be Brits. I kind of think Germans would. I would have expected Germans to be maybe a little higher, but you know, two French, two Japanese out of a hundred seems. I mean, two two Japanese out of a hundred seems low. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It's. It's I, I love that we're looking at this stuff. I think it's interesting. I love uh, stats. I I do love stats. It's I I'm a sucker for stats. If I can, uh, but I want to dig into them. That's the problem. Like, 
I'm getting percentages and I want to know more underneath it. So, and then he also he also sent me the breakdown for their second uh, nationals was 20% Russians, 10% Americans, 40% British, 30% German. So there was no Japanese in the tournament, in the nationals tournament. Interesting. I wonder... Did I... So it's just all hmm. those four okay. armies. Soviets, I... Americans, British, and Germans. Hmm. Rinse and repeat. That is something else. I, I'm even trying to think of like, okay, so the Japanese low because it's usually a high model count army and people don't want to paint that many models, like model fatigue, or like, you know, it's not necessarily as budget friendly. I... But then Finns are at the bottom. Oh, well, Finns haven't had models for a while, I guess. You know, maybe we're starting and to see models. The models there are there are the, the medals. So, yeah, yeah. so Dale be, won't get them. It could be a regional thing, too. It, and it very well could be. You know, in regards to, um, I mean, there is, um, a, I mean, from, from an American standpoint, there was a conflict um, that involved the Americans and the Japanese. And so we do have, there's some history there in regards to, you know, um, you know the battles and, and things like that. Um, that being said, from um, from a historical perspective, there isn't a great deal of information um, around um, uh, the Japanese armies, famous units, things like that. At least not in regards to um, things that might inspire you to, to start collecting a particular unit that fought in a specific battle and things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So that could possibly be. Um, a part of it because sometimes you collect something that you think is cool or looks cool there and their miniatures aren't necessarily like jump off the shelf great you know or there's not anything like super cool or so, or something like that so that, stuff, that could I, I mean they do right. but it's an older kit sure. you know and <coughs> you know and so and, and that kind of suffers a little bit from the age and, and things like that so that might have had a little bit of an impact to, as to why they're you know why they're not being represented in, in typically higher numbers and things like that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm so I mean, in, in our club, we've got a, a pretty good smattering of everything. <laughs> I mean, we got uh, our highest collected army is actually the U.S. at 18%, and then Germans, 14 Soviets at 11%, and then we drop down. British, is, there's only one other guy besides me that has British in the club. Do, yeah. I, do I happen to pick all of them up in the area so no one else can get them, or what? <laughs> I mean, I have one on screws. Have... I just haven't gotten it. Okay, all right. Oh, here I'll help the I'll help the case. I'll I'll put you in there for that. There you go. So now we're up to ten percent. Very nice. Now oh. we're pushing ten percent. Uh, we got two finished two two finished armies in there. Uh, yeah, Japanese I, I, two Japanese players. I think the Dutch. U.S. Sorry. I, <laughs> there's think a Dutch. There's a Dutch player? Who's got Dutch? Uh, Ian has proxy Dutch, but he has made several Dutch lists and played them All as right. Dutchess. All right, okay. Duchess. Played them as Duchess? That doesn't sound right. Yeah, that anyway. right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Dutch, uh, Dutchy? No. Dutchy. Oh, Dutchy God. sounds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think our U.S. numbers are pretty, uh, pretty skewed in some regard, I think. Right? Are they? Most of those are Marine armies. Yeah, they're all Marine Marine armies. armies. Because you and Pat, Jeff and Pat, you guys played in a team tournament, right? And you guys both brought U.S. for that? German. 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 That was the German one. So why the hell do you both have U.S. armies? 
because just, I wanted to make a yeah, U.S. Why army. not? Okay. Yeah, because yeah, okay. I wanted to make a I wanted to make a Marine okay. army. <laughs> okay, because so I wanted to use the the harvester for it's, Christ's sake, and then it got taken America. away from me. America. Fuck yeah! I mean, I've got two U.S. armies. If we're getting technical about it, so uh, I mean, I do I do two. I only have one painted though. Well, I got two painted ready to go. <laughs> well, that's one more than me. So you should put a two in there for Jeff. Well, if you're going to do that, a lot of these are going to get twos and maybe threes. I mean, right, your French, your French armies. Oh, I've got. I, th- I have it. I have at least four British armies. You know, if we want to go that route. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not going to say. I've got. I've got my Paris, and then I've got the regular, and I've got my. Uh, on the D Day, I, I do have a commandos list, so you know it's yeah. it's not how many you have, Pat. It's how you use them. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, of course. Geez. I mean, okay. So I was gonna say our U.S. numbers are seem high, but it's because we're a bunch of U.S. guys that all like U.S. stuff, apparently. So go jump. Hey, dude, moving fire is awesome. I, I like the moving fire is awesome. I like a lot of what the U.S. has. So all right, I'm just looking at our numbers. Otherwise, that I like that Jeff's got point five of an army. The partisans, yeah. Well, when we made the list, that I didn't have them in hand yet. Now I have them in hand. <laughs> now, you, now you basically have all of them. Cool. Um, you know, I wish we had more um, German players. You know, a list I'd like to see. Hmm. Sure. Um, a breakdown of um, each easy army list that you have. <laughs> um, that that players have because that. We're, we're, you know, what are you thinking about collecting, or what would you? I think that would be an interesting list. Actually, so. if 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 you can connect with Greg, I would actually love to see that. How many how many saved platoons you have? In which different thing you have? I, think, I got oh I got the uh, message of you have too many zero army lists. Can you please delete some? Well, why would you have zero? We, yeah, we. How should, do you we, even have zero ones? We should uh, get that data. Because I, I go into, well, there's I, I'm working on something for episode 60, let's just say that. Got it, okay. So, Greg, Greg from uh, Easy Army, if you are listening to this, which if you are, uh, thank you for listening. Um, we would love... Hope you enjoyed the music. Yeah, maybe. I mean, hopefully, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed the music. But hopefully you'd be able to provide us that information. I would love to know how many, I think how many be, of each army awesome, yeah. That would be such a cool breakdown. I think, he, does he, actually, he might do that at the end of the year. If I remember right, I think he does, like, a, a year-end review. Uh, yeah, let's get a hold of that. That's a, that's an episode right there, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I think he's uh, in process of updating for the D-Day book, so. Oh, fantastic. Okay. That's, I, that's uh, right on his, right in his home when you jump into bolt action. He's got the special message of Canadians are landing. He is updating bolt action right at FAQ and new PDFs. So, new units. So. Yeah, let's reach out to him. Have him on the episode. Have him oh, on the I episode. find I yeah. I got a message just like yours there, Pat. Uh, yep. If I have more than a hundred lists and you've seen your save list are not displaying, it may be timing out. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Please buddy! Oh, that's that kills me right there. And then parentheses, it's like it's it might be just trying timing out, trying to calculate the points. So it's trying to calculate the points of every list. Well, let's let's not get into let's not I'm get sorry. into technical um, technical stuff. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. that 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 kind of makes me go, oh no. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah so. just, like, that's not a great sign. Um, all right. But anyway, Greg, if you're out there, we'd love to hear that, how, how, what the statistics are. Um, shall we break and take a, take a back afterwards? I think yeah. that might be not a bad idea. Probably a good spot to put the break in. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, Pat, you didn't put the music in this time. Oh, you're killing me. Well, I don't know what the music is, so we hope you Actually, like it. We're, we got a couple more topics we were gonna we'll cover on the other side, but I, I said the break music right there. I said Rick will never know. Huh. Is that a, is that a song? I hope that's a song. <laughs> I hope that's a song too. I, I think it's a song. I think it's a song. If it's not, it, it if, should be. If you didn't know or you are unaware, they have redone Rick Astley's music video and they've made it 4K. So, it was. I, I couldn't handle it. It looked too real. <laughs> it was super soap opery. It was scary. Uh, anyway, so hope it will not be. Uh, I, I will let you down at some point. So there you go. All right, we'll be back in three minutes. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome back. 
Hope you like the music. Right? Yeah. It's good. Yeah, that's it's, always this is good. A, this is like the best music. Best version of Walting Matilda. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, Pat. I'm, that's it. I'm putting it in. <laughs> you make me sound like an idiot. That sounds perfect. That sounds like a perfect way to get back at me. Please, please do it. All right. Uh, as long as everyone else doesn't care that we. It's a good song. I like that song. Quite honestly, it's not bad. All right. <laughs> I was just talking to myself now, not bothering with the podcast anymore. Um, let's. Let's let's talk about some more stuff that Discord is. Uh, did this come from Discord, Pat, or the new new players and Germans? Uh, this actually comes from uh, Grumpy Sock. So yes, from our Discord server. So yes, from our Discord server. Yes. Yeah. So so definitely have some of the newer players join our Discord. I, you know what? Everyone should join our Discord. It's it's good fun. All it around. gives me something to do while I'm at work. Well, yeah, it's, it's only join if you're not going to be someone that we have to admin. <laughs> Yeah, don't make us actually do work, but you can come and talk. Right, yes. Yeah, everyone, yes. everyone's welcome. Just don't make just us do work. Don't, don't make us yeah. regret you coming along. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. don't don't make us do admin because then then we will be grumpy and then Discord will maybe not exist the way it does right now because it's yeah. wide open right now and that's the way I like it. Yikes! Oh fuck! Don't say that out loud. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> move, on, move along. So, move so along. swear to swear to God, that break we didn't all take shots. I swear to God. <laughs> what do you mean? I just drank a bottle of rum, oh, a whole bottle. Yo ho ho! No, no, I'm actually sober Pro for that right shit. Now. I got to stick to tea. <laughs> yeah, tea would be better right now. Anyway, um, so yeah, so we have some newer players that join our have joined our Discord, and I don't know him in is. He's got a small group of guys that he's playing with right now that are all from relatively new. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think there's a conversation. I don't know if, Pat, you but, and I had a conversation about just the yeah, Germans. So, uh, and Germans. I even go back I even go back to thinking when we first started playing, and, mm-hmm. and you were very salty that the Germans didn't seem to have the love that the other Allied armies did well, as far as they, don't. they felt weaker. I mean, they don't have the same love, but yes, they. I I would agree that maybe I didn't see the synergy and strength in them. I still don't utilize it very well. This was pre Tiger Fear nerf too, so yeah. And, and, and I despise started. Tiger Fear. I didn't like having to always have to take a tank to get my rolls. I I think that still stands true to me right now. Is that I I think two hundred thirty point tank to get the roll. I mean, which is stupid in itself. But anyway, that's a different story for a different day. But. Um, you always had to buy something to get your roll. That's just the way it worked for the for their army. Yep. Right. You need, yep. you need LMGs, you need machine guns to get yep. the extra shot. Yep. Yep. That that my critique of that is still there in in the sense that everything I'm investing has to has to it doesn't have to play into your army. And I think we even said this long ago is that maybe the LMG rule is a trap in some regard. Is if you don't want to have LMGs, you don't like don't feel obligated to take them. That's the thing. But they're anyways, expensive. Yep, so this is kind of breaking into the conversation of uh, why do they feel weaker than other armies, and I think that we're kind of answering that right now, is they're probably not actually weaker than most allied armies. they they got a good toolbox. It's just how you use them is probably where yep. that comes well, into play to some so, degree. They're not yeah. Soviets, for Christ's sake. but So my first, um, my first thing is if it's a new player, they're probably playing at smaller points levels. And yes. so those those free order dice that are 
widely available to the other big big five or big four um, really come into play or, or much have a heavier impact if you're playing at 500 points or yep, 750 totally. points. Yep. So that could be one thing right off the bat where it feels like, well, what in the hell is actually happening here? So right. that might be one of those things. It, and it absolutely is, right? Because, again, even at small point levels, not that people are taking tanks for Tiger Fear anymore, but when they were, if we were playing a 500-point game, I'm not bringing a 230-point tank right. to get Tiger Fear because I can't. Like, that's half my army yep. at, at a lower level. But that free so, Soviet squad certainly makes a big difference. And, that's, and it, it is definitely those free units at, at lower levels are very impactful, and I don't think that they should probably be there in a skirmish level. Mm-hmm. The, the I mean, French with their extra artillery piece, that extra order dice there. Yeah, yeah. Or and and they can ex- inexperience spam if they want to. Yep. To get some more units. Um, yeah, some of those things are a little bit less. Right, and so the Germans require a little bit more thought, um, and their special rules don't necessarily scale at at all the point levels as, as easily as. As everyone else's, so and when you're sure. when you're doing the dual platoon stuff, they don't have the inexperienced officer to pay the lower tax for that second platoon. Yep. Yeah. No, that that makes a big difference, and and I think he even admitted that most people forget the snap. Um, I think that a lot of people forget about the snap the snap to action, um, and I think to some degree even the NCO rule. The NCO rule is incredibly good. But I think people overlook it. Obviously, when they're looking at German lists, they forget that it. They don't. It's not that they forget it's there, but they don't. You know, they don't properly. Uh, what's the word? Appreciate it. Oh, it's, that is that's one of their biggest best yeah, biggest and best advantages. Honestly, words, yeah, yeah. Words tough. Words words words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good rule, and because we're talking about it being their best one. It's kind of underwhelming. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a good sign when I, we're like, no, that's their best I, I'm not yeah. saying it's necessarily their best one. I, right. I, I value all the rules other than Tiger Fear at this point as being good. I think from a from a new player perspective, I think it's easy to overlook that rule and not think that it's that it has value. Mm-hmm. Like it, you know, it's a shit rule because, you know, very, very I mean, seldomly comes up. But again, if you're playing 500 points, how many snipers are you seeing? You know? Right. And it's... it's um, it's it's also um, uh, there's a psychological benefit to having a cool rule that is fun and that you're excited to play. Sure. Yep. Absolutely. You know, and so it's like, oh, which one of which one of the many plethora of British rules or English rules that are we gonna go with this time? Or okay, I get bonsai, woo, you know, or. Right. You know, oh, here's my free artillery piece. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I'm going to have a great time with that. Oh, yeah, you know, my NCOs don't die. <laughs> no, <laughs> right? When my NCO gets killed, he'll probably be there's replaced. A, there's a five uh, yeah, and six chance exactly, that it comes sure. back. Yeah, yeah. Um, I get a lookout, sir. I mean, it's kind of like, wow, well, you know. Yeah, hooray. In in some regards, and this well, is... Well, not, not going down that minus one on your morale is... It's I, huge. I don't know why you're over. Not, you can't overlook that. That is. That it's is not. Absolutely. It's not that I'm overlooking it. It's that it's not. It's not that exciting. First of all, something it's, has to happen to you. Right. You know, it's not. Right. It's, it's just. Yeah, it's just not exciting or fun. It's nice. It's yeah. a great benefit. But again, it's just. Yeah, it's not exciting. It's not exciting. Yeah. And I think that that can. Uh, turn people off when they're first starting with Germans. I, 
there are some super strong things about the Germans that I really love. Um, and we can go through some of those. I think some of the strengths that I see, uh, well, their pioneer squads are amazing. Yeah. You, know, you can, And you can take a lot of them. You can take five of them if you want. You can take five yeah. flamethrowers. Enjoy that. Um, they're all veteran. They're all veteran. You have you have access to arguably the the most veteran choices of all the armies, right? Yep. I mean, I would say I would say that's yep. pretty easy to say. Um, you have access to. I mean, I I don't particularly like them for I don't know for personal reasons, I guess. But the SS are incredible. You have good choices there. Um, you, you have a they lot got, of choices. They got hands down the best access to the cheapest anti-tank uh, weaponry in the game with the Panzerfaust. First, uh, uh, that would be true if the Russians didn't get to frack and take. Russian, well, they never really they get too. Yeah, uh, I, I believe overall they get more per unit. I think the Russians do they only get two for the most part, or most squads can go up to four. You'd only in need one. Germany. Well, uh, it's just the Germans. Can, right. I think most human German units can only take two, but still, they can still take enough. It's I don't I don't particularly think that I the mean, Germans' problem is anything they can do, another army does better. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, yeah, that's what it really is. I I mean, flamethrower except spam for machine gun be, shots. The U.S. can flamethrower spam way better. They get yeah, regular. They, yeah, they get regular squads. engineer squads. You're right. Uh, well, veterans are pretty hard to kill, still. So. Well, I mean, sure, but the I U.S. Know. can also get veteran engineers, so... <laughs> Good point, actually. Again, and they get moving fire, so their weapons are more effective when they're moving up to use the flamethrowers. They don't have the flameheadser, though. They have something similar, though, they I'm got sure. flame MP so, Satan, I mean... It's, <laughs> it's the same thing. The only, the only thing that the Germans can do, or could do better than the other armies, was Tiger Fear, which has been yep. nerfed. yep. And obviously their machine guns are better, yep. Um, which sure. have limited utility. So the things yep. that they can actually do better have either, well, one was nerfed and the other one actually, oh, yeah, you can do that better than I can, but it's not really necessarily great. Well, I'm, I'm on your side, Grumpy Sucks. I still think that they're playable. I think you can still. Oh. Sure, yeah, yeah, 100%. They're absolutely playable. I mean, if not, we'd all be playing Soviets, like, to be fair. I can I mean, we can go bowling and you can get those like gutter bumper things and we're still playable, but you're getting better. <laughs> I don't, yeah, you know. I don't, well, why do, you, why do I have the bumpers? Why don't you have the bumpers? Okay, fine, I've got the bumpers <laughs> and you don't. And your army's still playable, but you're playing at a disadvantage. It doesn't mean you can't compete. Right, right. It just means someone's having an easier time of it. I, I mean, you, sure. You know. You're they're, not, you're they're not the, wrong. You're absolutely right. There are some units that I, I mean, that are particularly. I mean, the, you know, the Puma is pretty unique in their army. It's a pretty good buy. But again, this is points. You know, just quality of points in it's some regards. A wheeled, it's a wheeled light tank. That's cool. Lots of armies have light tanks. Yeah. They have tracks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, it kind of almost gives you the. The, the Puma is a tanks. good is a good unit. It's a great unit. Yeah. What makes it strong right. is that it takes your armored car slot, and you can still take a tank. There aren't a lot. There are some armies that can still do that, and I probably can still do it better. British. What makes British it great is it's tanks. it's a semi-reliable, decently armored, anti-tank choice um, that isn't going to cost you more than two hundred points. So. Yeah, no yep. argument yep. for me. It's yeah. not. I'm not trying to say it's a bad unit. I'm just saying it's like 
if that's what we come down to is like you can take a puma that's not a selling point for a german army and that's yeah and, that, and that's what? kind of the point that i and i agree with you but that is something that is nice about that particular army so seeing as you i and pat all have german armies um mine are still in boxes what what do you feel like is the strength then jeff like out of curiosity was i mean post tiger fear because i think you buy your army pre-tiger fear i very much bought my army pre-tiger fear but i didn't really care for the tiger fear rule what how it ever existed anyway um the strength of the german army is is the snap to action with the officers and very few people utilize that rule very well so Mm -hmm. if you're not utilizing it you're not making it you know better off playing a different army then you should play a different army and i play the germans because I picked up the German army because you can do cool things like the DAC or the Winter Germans. They look cool. You know, they're a fun army totally. to play. But mostly because they're not the strongest army, and I like to play subpar armies and see what I can do with them. Okay. And they're frankly a subpar army. I mean, they're not bad. They're not Norwegian. Yeah. But no. you're definitely fighting with with a disadvantage when you play Germans. They're, they're not S tier. Not even close. Yeah. They're yeah. like B tier. Yep. Yeah. They're not terrible. They're not terrible by any stretch of the imagination. But they're not S tier. Well, okay. How do we mitigate those weaknesses then? Like, it. I mean, just take another army. Well, that's not mitigating them. That's not mitigating. It's, that's, no, it's not mitigating. That's just German putting army. it down and walking away. So. <laughs> yeah, it's mitigating a problem. It's not mitigating mitigating well, losses. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, statistically, let's 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 jump back to that statistics breakdown. The only Axis army that gets played more than two percent of the time in the South African meta, and I would probably wager in the American meta is Germans. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Nobody plays any other Axis forces, really. Yeah. yeah. Right. And even then, Germans, you know, they have that number because they're the only Axis army that isn't comp- well. That Japanese can be good. But the Italians are just garbage, and that's kind of a product. Of I that, mean, but. Well. Yes. Hungary is good, thanks to Fortress Budapest. Hungary is good, thanks to Fortress Budapest. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Finns have always been good, but they're very finessey, too. They're very... Well, yeah, yeah. I guess Finns technically count as Axis in this. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) That's only because they fought against the Russians. Right. Right. They're... Yeah. But anyway... Yeah, well, there's... Panzerwerfer? Mm. Sure. But I, I personally like the, the Panzer III. I think that's a that's a solid tank choice in there at low enough points with still high enough guns, high enough guns, and it's got, you know, you got your Hitler's buzz on that. So when you're firing both machine guns, you're in a stable platform that's pumping out twelve dice. There ain't nothing wrong with that for sure. There's nothing wrong with that. That's solid, right? That's, that's yep. but that's again most most of the stuff in here can do. Yeah. It is solid enough. It's, it's stronger at the same points than the the Stuart M3 with uh, five less shots because oh. it doesn't have it doesn't have the weak sides. It's they're both around 135 points regular, and they both have the same uh, light anti tank gun, and so yeah. It, mm. Mm. Eh. It's 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 a it's a straight straight up eight. This is the is it the the G? No, not the G. Uh, the C D. Uh, G is still in there. G is still at the same points. No, that goes up more because that has a medium gun. But the the Ost E and F are at 135 points regular light anti tank gun, coaxial MMG, forward facing MMG. It's at eight. It doesn't have weak sides. 
doesn't have very good construction, so it's stronger than the Steward. It's just got a few, uh, five less shots. And I, I think it's five less points. It's 135 versus 140. I think there's so many armor choices that are still good that I think that's... We could go down... We could go through the whole... We could go through the whole armor platoon and basically figure out what the best choices are. There's lots of fun armor. I think the but, thing about German is there's lots of fun armor. It may not be optimal, but it, there's fun yeah. stuff in there. And that's and that's. I mean, we're losing the forest through the trees here. Is that there's not? It's not a problem with German units. That's not the problem. No, no, it's no, the sure. German army rules that are letting out. German units are great. They're let down by their army rules. Yeah, yeah right. Absolutely. Right? Uh-huh. That's the problem. Yep. And I'm going to say I was I'm like been rattling in my brain. How would you make that different? And I think uh, I kind of want them to go the. I hate this and I love this at the same time because, like, what they did to the Japanese list was very kind of stereotypical. Um, you know, like the whole bonsai f- the fanatic thing. And in some regard, I would love for them to go back and look at the Germans and actually kind of just like almost make the Germans a little more campy like give them like and I think in some ways like giving them better machine guns or giving them free machine guns would do that like, I think free machine guns would be the best way to do it and I, any squad I, of, of uh, eight or more give them a free LMG yeah yeah I think that would be amazing like I mean that's that's historical that's not a bad choice I, they I, had, I had an idea too but. I don't like that I mean I think that takes away flexibility um from the list and that makes that makes you take an, a unit of eight guys that you're going to want to just stand in one place and, and shoot so you can use the LMG uh, well they have assault rifles but you got to pay five freaking points for them yeah they're short ranger shorter range now yeah too. 18 yeah it's, nobody's uh, taking those yeah anymore. I mean I like the idea of free stuff I just don't find that to be um, an interesting choice or well, it, it might it might encourage players to play them some poorly, in my static, and some static the other, the other thing I'd, I I want to give the Germans free points but not in that fashion um, I, was, I was honestly thinking what might save Germany <laughs> not invading France what? not invading France yeah no um, give them a free officer make their officer free first one's free the, first the or second first lieutenant day. yep you play whatever level lieutenant you well, want to for your list about, it's free um, how about sure. they get um, they get That's to upgrade really good, they get to upgrade one or two no, of their I, infantry units for free, i.e. a veterancy level. Turn a regular into a veteran. I want the free order dice. Yeah, I, I like that. That's that the really officer good. gives you. They get like, a, a free I, veteran I, first lieutenant. There's nothing wrong with upgrades for free, but that doesn't solve the one of the weaker spots of the German army, which is the order dice battle. They are always behind the eight ball in. That's, they, don't yeah, get, they don't get a free order dice, and their units are generally more expensive. expensive. I, it's a good. No, that's, that's that's perfect. Brilliant, yeah. Actually, yeah. Wish I had thought of that. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would have thought to give a free NCO, or if not a free officer, not a free NCO. I mean, so that's, that's a free seventy, uh, free ninety points. If you want to have a for veteran first lieutenant, yeah, it is. Right. But I mean, what's the free Ford Observer for the British? He's a hundred points. Hundred yep. points. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Hundred and hundred, right around a hundred for that Russian yeah. list for yep. that Russian, and uh, the free artillery pieces are, I want to say, eighty or ninety somewhere in there. Seventy-five to eighty for yeah. the French, yeah, something like that. But in every case, I'd rather have 
the air observer or the artillery piece, though. It's just a higher impact piece. Well, I mean, if I have a free officer, I now have the points available to get an artillery or air observer for yeah. points. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's you essentially the same. up 90 points. Yeah. It's the same as buying well, the air observer, except it's, it's in It flavor. isn't, though. It, 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 I mean, it, it's really not, because no one's buying a veteran first lieutenant. No, they cost too damn much. <laughs> right, but they could if it was free. See, yes. well, yeah, but but I and mean, then, the, the, and the point that, was simply, that, well, well that, now you can buy that that thing. Well, but free. then you've lost forty points effectively well, in the trade. Well, getting so, the free first lieutenant would would uh, pool into their their snap two special I, role. I, yep. I like the synergy. I think that's that's a win to that. And so I'm trying to, um, yeah, I'm wondering, if, yeah. I, yeah, there's some. Uh, there's another way you could like add a little bit more synergy to it. So, it, it's a free dice, so that's a win there. That's got some synergy, but it's just, I don't know. It's almost like, yeah, I wish there was something, something else that that one guy can do that 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 helps you. I just don't know what it I, would be. I like I, it. I, I, I just w- wish it was. There's a little a little bit more to it. I want you to get more games with different armies because I feel like you really undervalue officers when we play. I, I mean. That's not a strong suit of any of the armies you've played. Yeah, I mean, Japanese and Soviets are probably the ones they probably care the least about. Officers, officers. yeah, in general. Well, yeah. And when you play Germans, you that, really so. appreciate the officer and what they do. Okay. All right. Yeah, uh, like, 100%. Yeah, okay. I, I guess uh, U.S. and German officers, but particularly your, your officer and your German army, is vital to your success. <laughs> I th- and he synergizes all the rules. He snaps extra guys. You know, it's just super useful. But I mean, there's other yeah. ways. You I can don't. Do um, I don't play. I don't play snap to action very well or at all. So, yeah. Well, you're certainly not alone in that. Most people don't really make use right. of that rule. Very, very few people snap. Snap well when I play them. <laughs> I, said, I don't know how else to put that. Like. Well, I mean, it, it requires it requires, in my opinion, snap to action requires a very specific build um, and a very specific play style to take advantage mm-hmm. of that rule. But in in addition to effectively use snap to action, it also requires your opponent to kind of um, do their part to create the situation in which it is useful. And I I typically don't play into that at all, and because mm-hmm. I don't build my list to take, I well, yeah, I just. Um, for my pl- style of play, it's not useful for me. So, mm-hmm. that's fair. Yeah, that's that's very fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I absolutely do play play to make use of snap to action when I, particularly when I use my German army. Yeah, and and to and to great effect too. So, mm-hmm. um, and and maybe that's that's part of what goes into the army special rules is kind of a style of play. So mm-hmm. yeah. I well, that's. I mean, that would be a given that you know every army has a style of play that probably suits it better than others, or you know. I'm, it, I almost wish they included a way to kind of break, like the generic reinforced platoon selector or something like that. So, in the same way that break it. Well, in the same way that the French kind of get an extra artillery selection beyond what would normally be allowed, mm-hmm. if somehow, if somehow they. Um, I, but I don't know what that would be necessarily. So, well, they could still take a second officer. Yeah, but Dale's getting at like it's it's something that 
is outside the selector that gives them a bonus. And okay. that I, kind there's of makes lots of ideas more, I have for yeah. that that are theme but like they're also, I feel like they're too restrictive. Like you could just, you could give them a free pack 40 because those are almost every German army would have had a pack 40 and a tank unavailable, but then you're kind of hamstringing people. Into like, oh, I have to take a non-mobile yeah. artillery piece. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You know, so. I mean, does the idea of them just, like, I kind of like what you're thinking, Dale, and in the idea of breaking the reinforced platoon, but what if they just broke the point structure in a, in a regard like, okay, their, veter- their veterans are a little bit cheaper than everyone else's. Their rules maybe aren't as good, but if, you know, if you brought... You know, like a one point discount on all their veterans, right? Or, or yeah, one or two point discount on their veterans. So you're you're encouraging yeah. veterans in the army. I, I like something like that because then that also gives them a little bit of flexibility in regards to oh, I've got I've got this this bucket of points that I can do something with my list that I wouldn't be able to normally. So, but but you have upgraded infantry. You you get some of the stuff that you would have not normally gotten otherwise too. Yeah, I mean, I don't care if I get a free dice, but you know, you're going to make that up somewhere in that regard, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm saving some points here and there, or shaving points, you know, if I'm taking LMGs and I don't have to pay for them, great. Then that means I can put that hundred points somewhere else or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah. The the veteran one, I the only problem with that is, is you're not actually saving that many points. I mean, are you going to have more than forty right. veterans in a list? Because that's only forty points you're making back. Yep. And I'm I'm throwing out the idea of what if that were the case. Maybe it is. Maybe maybe they get veterans at regular cost. I mean, that's yeah. or, that's not. You know, you might have more dudes that are veteran. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I no. I, I Jeff. I like the way that you're going. I'm just. It's definitely better. I'm just like hmm. Is, is there, like, one other little extra thing? But no, no, it's good. Well, what if, I mean, again, okay, so if you want to play the end, like, we're going down this rabbit hole. We're going to just keep going down it. Let's what, go further. Give him a free captain. Give no, 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 no. Just to Jeff's idea about, you know, if we're going to play up the snap to action and officers and stuff like that, what if you make the their officers like chaplains too, in a sense that they get to remove a pin before they take their order check if they're snapping? You know, you play the chaplain into it. I mean, essentially, you're using the chaplain rules, but you know, you're making your officers just that much better. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just it might make things overly Spitball. complicated. Yeah, you could uh, you could also uh, give them what the effectively that intelligence officer rule for free. There you go. Where where they can you know try to have one of their dice come out of the bag first on a turn when they make a roll for which it, which also synergizes to the extra snap to action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, that would I think be that really would awesome. be cool. I think that would be really cool. Because then, not only... Because um, then that really encourages a particular kind of play style. Because basically what you're doing is you're setting up for a big start to an important turn, effectively. You're, mm-hmm. Yeah, you, yeah. Right. That is... Which mm. I think is interesting play. Yeah. Yep. And, and and just a chance to kind of to get that off... Um, I think is fun. So. Yeah, I, I agree. That I think that's fun. I like that. I'm just I'm I'm circling back because I still think in lieu of other armies getting free order dice, they need a free order dice ability somewhere in there. Yeah, I think so. It, it doesn't specifically have to be like here's an extra order dice, but like 
Or maybe it is. Maybe that's the German special rule. You get to throw an extra order dice in the bag, so it's more likely one of yours comes up. You don't get a unit for it. You just get an extra dice in the bag. <laughs> that's, that's the best. That would be the biggest F you to me, <laughs> complaining about no free order dice. <laughs> how about some... Hey, you get a free order dice. You don't get a unit with it. Just use a free order dice. How about um, one order dice for every level your officer, your officer is above a second lieutenant? There you go. I mean, that's uh, not bad. I mean, so that would be your first lieutenant gives you a free order dice. Yeah. Yep. Which if you take a captain, you get four. If you, if you take, take a captain, captain or a major, you get three you get more. more. Oh, that's the, the headaches that would cause as far as, like, being able to, like, know what unit's doing what. And, like, just have extra <laughs> dice sitting. Like, and it, and it, that turns, that I mean, and eventually that kind of... Um, that might break it, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, a fun, I like fun the rule, idea. but not not a good idea. Yeah, I I think we've done this fourteen times in fourteen different episodes, as far as like making the Germans better. I think there's lots. So of we haven't ways fixed we it. it. We haven't fixed them yet. Damn it! We got to keep working. Right. Let's so, just uh, take uh, new machine gun rules. So, so expect um, expect maybe we can do one of those polls on Discord and with, with the three or four ideas we put together and see what other people think. Yeah, which one, which one's the best? Which yeah, person got it right? Well, no, just crowdsource what people think. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. If maybe Hitler's what, what buzz, do you uh, would, what do you have the ideas we came up with would would make the Germans feel more playable to you? Feel like they're not getting snuffed at lower point values that they are against the the other allies with the free order dice or the free unit. Sure. Or do you have something we didn't come up with? So Which I'm sure somebody does. I and yeah. and I'm going to caveat that because we have gotten a few uh, ideas, and I I appreciate the ideas. Uh, I think there's something to be considered when you're you're coming up with these ideas, and I think that they need to be simple. They need to be, you yeah. know, I think the few that we've seen have been fairly complex and required a fair amount of describing them, like. Mm-hmm. You can't, you, you know, this game is simple at the base level. You need to make sure that whatever s- new special rule you think up needs to be as simple as free order dice or, you know, you don't move and shoot penalty. Like, it can't be uh, overly complex. Like, you need to take this tank with this thing or this thing. And, right. Like, and a buff, a buff for your army, not a nerf for someone else's. Right. Well, yes. Yes. But just the idea of, like, if you can't describe it in two sentences or less, you're probably gonna it's, it's too probably, complicated it's too complicated for this game like this game has deep deep strategy behind it but the rules at a base level are very simple so i think that's something to keep in mind um not that don't look at the great britain book because that getting all those special rules makes my head hurt um but the idea <laughs> of something but you know what i'm saying like just the idea of it needs to be concise so that people will play it and remember it you know like half the people forget tiger fear because there's probably it more slows down the game, and now it's too much because now it's where you got to measure and stuff too. It slows yeah, the game yeah. down. It just right. slows the game down. down. We don't yeah. want that. Yeah. We want yeah. the game to keep moving. Yep. I, so I, I would love to hear what people think, as long as you know you keep those those guidelines in mind that it it should be simple enough to understand without having to read three paragraphs. So, um, yeah, the the Germans, we think they need help apparently. I didn't think they needed help, but I guess now that you've, you've, you've made me think otherwise now. Well, Sorry about that. Sorry I, I, I think it happen. comes from our background a little bit, too, where um, 
when when those new rules came out in Warhammer Fantasy, we were excited to see what was new and and fun and fresh and yeah. and stuff like that. And it was it was always kind of, I mean, for the most part, you always kind of excited for for the the guys that got the new books because they were going to have new toys and that you mm-hmm. they were going to have fun. And I always kind of got a kick out of that. And yeah. so I'd like I'd like all the German players to be excited about playing Germans again. So. Yep. You know. Right. The campaign books added uh, nearly a hundred units, most of which aren't great, and most of which are now also been obsoleted. Well, and <laughs> been and removed again. I, I like that. There's a place for that, you know, mm-hmm. because they're looking for from the historical aspect and all of the scenarios and telling and replaying the stories, and and that's cool. Um, but you know, not not everyone is is going to love that and have a lot of fun with that. Some guys are going to be like. You know, oh man, I wish that I had something that was as cool as the Gurkhas or as fun as the Polish Lancers or, you know, uh, I, uh, you know, the Gaz, a mobile machine gun platform that can drive around and just blow the shit out of everything. Mm. You know, so those, you those, those are fun moments and it's more fun if all of us get to have that kind of fun. So, yes. <laughs> so, uh, the campaign books added 105 different German units, 34 of which got removed in the last FAQ. No, that's that's not an that's not a zero number. That's a that's actually a big number. Uh, I'm guessing those 34 were probably most of them were not that that they were not probably played that frequently. But maybe a couple no more. No, like uh, I don't think alarm patrols are really suffering because they're not allowed. In, uh, I, those were not probably in meta. I'm guessing. Oh yeah, the flob sack also got removed. Oh, we like the Brandenburgers oh. in the German list. Those are those are pretty strong. <laughs> which, which one? The Brandenburgers? Oh, they're, no, they're they're in. They're in though because they were they're specifically say reinforced platoon. Yep. Well, yeah, but I mean that that's a strength of the German. Yep. So. Uh, yes, yes. If you want to put Brandenburgers, there's obviously we could go through and make a net list of things that are good for the German army. That's that, right. But like, and but that's kind of what you have you really have to do if you want to you know. Uh, isn't isn't there like a, a couple of units that basically you could play? A painted American unit as Germans. Yeah, in the Battle of the Bulge. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Although I don't think that selector made it into the generic reinforced platoon. So. I'd have to look. I don't remember. Which one was it? Battle of the Bulge. The Panzer Ursatz uh, list. It's a, a theater selector. It's not a list, right? It's a theater selector in Battle of the Bulge. Yeah. Oh, okay, for sure. Yep. Ursatz. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, not, that's not in your list. It's a theater selector. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. All right. Cool. All right, let's uh, let's talk some other stuff here. I, I don't know how to just I don't know how to even start this one, other than I was probably saltier earlier when I was talking to Pat about it than I should have been. Um, I don't know. I don't personally know Peter West, but <laughs> uh, so he is he is was the tournament organizer for CanCon down in Australia for a number of years. Okay, and CanCon is probably one of the largest bolt action events. In the world, they usually have a hundred plus participants. It's, it's huge, yeah, for sure. And I don't know what else he does in his life, if he's a writer or what he does or, or whatever. But he he had a passion for the Bulgarians and felt that there was not quite enough covered in Italy in the Axis. And so mm-hmm. he took it upon himself to do some writing and some research and put it out there. In fact, I first heard about this uh, on Cast Dice. They had uh, Brad interviewed Peter 
in cool. one of their more recent episodes about a month ago. It was really good. If you get a chance to listen to it, absolutely do that. Uh, and I just thought we'd go ahead and, you know, share this a little bit. And then I was, you know, this, you know, all these things start somewhere. And if someone's got a good idea, I mean, don't hesitate to put it together. I mean, don't just do it because, like, I think what Rick was thinking is like, oh, the rules are crap in that. I want to write my own so it's better. And I, I don't think that's what we, he did here. I think he, he very well balanced uh, what was already in writing for the Warlord book and expanded onto it, and it looks like he's done some good historical research. Um, I don't have any means of refuting what he's done, but right. I, I know a couple of guys who are going to look at it now because I've, I've passed it along, which I think uh, hopefully Peter's okay with that. I thought it was interesting enough uh, and worthy, and we're just going to kind of go through and kind of give it a review and give our thoughts on some of the stuff. So, there, is that a good enough <laughs> intro for it, Rick? Yeah, that's great. That's better than I could have done any day of the week because I, mm-hmm. I still I have mixed bags on the idea of... I, uh, let me let me start out by saying I, 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 I agree, Pat, that I think it's commendable that someone is writing and spending this much time researching it. I think that's awesome. What I have a tough time with is the, you know, how does this play with especially in a, say, in, a, in a circumstance where Bulgaria already has a list. I agree it's probably underwhelming and not great. But, you know, we just we just got done saying that we think that the Germans are the same way. I don't... I worry that we're getting into a position where if people are writing their own... And I don't, I don't think this... Having, having read a good part of this, I don't agree that this is probably not them trying to make an overpower list by any stretch of the imagination that doesn't seem to be the case i think he's doing a pretty good job of trying to make it fit into bolt action but yep it's just i worry about encouraging people to go out and do that and then make a list that's probably I, you've seen it in every other game system you've ever seen is somebody goes out makes a makes a list and they're like it's super overpowered Right, it's comparative to everything else. You're like, wow, that's really busted. Like, and and they don't take that feedback into account. And I don't think that's really what's going on here. I think Peter just done a pretty good job overall. Like, as far as mm-hmm. making a good list. But that's yeah. what I that's what I get hung up on whenever I, whenever I hear someone made a PDF because I came from War, Warhammer, and if someone did that in Warhammer, it's ninety nine out of a hundred times that shit was overpowered. 100%, like guaranteed almost 100%. So, yeah. but it's, this is historically based, so it's a little different, obviously. But So, it, and in his very first sentence, he simply says, this is an unofficial army list that expands the Bulgarian army list and armies of Italy in the Axis. Yeah. And a I, full range of historian, historical Bulgarian units in bolt action. So, and even, you know, the his footer on every page is like, any feedback, here's my email, send it to me. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's, it's commendable that he was looking for people to read this and, and make comment on it. I think that's that says a lot. Um, I've, I've even had some correspondence today with uh, with Brad, who interviewed him, and obviously has his contact info, and I don't directly. Well, I guess he did at the bottom of the page. But, yeah, I was going to say, it's in the um, PDF, dude. And he, he basically said that, yeah, he's uh, he is working on a final version of this, so you know what we have is kind of rough, and obviously you could use some formatting. But also keep in mind that the first rules for the Australian Army came out of the WWPD, yeah, and then and then later was brought into the folds and and you know worked through and then eventually Alessio did editing and then it became official PDF before they had the the new game the campaign New Guinea book. So, I and that and again that's yeah I I recognize that the Australian that's how the Australian book was created. I I I don't know. 
it's my overall feeling. I'm not saying that that's what this is. But anyway, let's get, oh, let's let me tell you, I've, uh, I've had some people send some stuff that I haven't passed on to you guys. Right, so. right. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, that's that's the other side of things, right? Mm-hmm. Is like there are definitely this seems far more polished than most of most other things that I have seen as well. Um, so that is that that is a good sign. So let's go. Well, through I think it. I think that's all of our caveats there. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, right. I, I have to get that out there because I'm. I, cause nope, I, I understand. If, so, if I mean, anyone please... hits, hence my tone throughout <clears throat> this, it's not necessarily Peter's fault. It's just my my take on the idea of unofficial lists is, is a little bit tainted. And for all I know, he might very well be a World War II historian or professor or something. I have no idea, but I don't know. I'm sure. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. But all right. So the first thing he does is if we're gonna get into this, we ready? Yep, we're in. Let's go. All right. So the very first thing he does is remove stuff from the army of Bulgaria. Remove the Panzerstreck option. Remove the Samoa S thirty five. Remove the Savante forty seven thirty two. Okay. Well, he's already made them worse. I mean, uh, I mean. So and it, really? again, you know, he he does have some notes and he does make some historical stuff through here. We're we're not going to bore you with that. We're trying to keep the podcast under four hours. Good luck. Um, and yeah, he goes through. He got a lot of historical stuff that I sure did. I don't know if it's true or not. It's very interesting. I like it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's good. Good flavor. Good uh, and then he comes into now. He split them up between when they were Axis and when they were Allies. Because they weren't Axis the whole time. They were annexed, is that the right word, by the Russian Soviets? Freed? Mm. So, probably more uh, annexed. <laughs> so, uh, under new management. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, much, much, like the, much like the Romanians, they were taken over. So, colonized. Co- yeah, <laughs> to say it in the British term, sure. Uh, okay, so so he separates their time frames, right? So that's basically yep. what he's doing here is saying, so that the, the army special access army special rules uh, are per the Bulgarian army. Um, if anyone remembers what those are, well, that's I, the rule. Axis allies is the rule. It means you get to take a piece of equipment from the Axis army. Yes, and then it's also the counterpartisans as well, which is an awesome rule. Yep, it is. Uh, if you don't remember what that one is. Uh, it means they don't have to, the penalty for outflank. Okay. Right? I see. No. Uh, uh, no, they stop others from they outflanking. Stop, yep, they stop others from outflanking. Thank you. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Yeah, they're really good. They're, they're the anti-partisan army. The anti-outflanker whatever army. They're really yep. good at it. Yep. Yeah, the anti-finish army. Yes. <laughs> well, they're... Very so, much so. How, how... Does any other army have that rule? Not that I can think of at the top of my head at 12 o'clock at night. Yeah, I know. I apologize for asking now because it's just like, how does that play in, in, in like the, the random table edge scenario? That, but Because that's yeah. not really outflanking, I guess. That's, no, not, that's, not, out that's not outflanking. Yeah, that's okay. random deployment. Yeah, yeah okay. that's a scenario-specific rule. Okay. Uh, so that so they stay the same as the book uh, if they're taken as access. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Uh, now, with the Allied Army... Um, substitute the special rules for this one. Soviet friends. Um, it's, it's access support, except you get to pick from the Soviet book. You get a Katusha. You could. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that what doesn't seem in flavor. But Sure it does. Well, instead of the access support rule, you're instead of getting a German uh, 
unit, you're getting a Soviet unit. Yeah, Soviet unit. Yeah, it's just, I suppose, you could, yeah, good point. It, that's no different than if a Nebel Werfer is an option, uh, then who cares? Right. Okay. Um, so it can't, let's see, um, does not count to the normal platoon maximum, but can be uh, cannot be a veteran and can't be a value of 10 plus. So it's basically the same as the Axis. It's just picking which army it's coming from. They also get yep. the political reliability, and basically they are getting a free commissar. Sure. Uh, with I mean, the with two likes, men, so everyone likes free organizers, so like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like my least favorite one because it's still pretty cheap, isn't but it? Like that's like forty points. Fifteen. Like yeah, commissar is dirt cheap. Yeah, and it's commissar by himself points. is yeah, yeah he's fifteen. But plus two more guys. Plus two more guys. So you know, uh, another fourteen. Points. So twenty nine. Twenty nine. Uh, yeah. Twenty. Okay. Yeah. Twenty nine. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. I mean, whatever. That's, it's still that's, three dice. Yeah, that's that's an, that's a that's interesting. I like that. Mm-hmm. I I don't have a problem with it. As a as can can they otherwise normally they can't get a commissar otherwise? I imagine no, no. Only okay. Soviets have those. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, their officer and medics uh, still default to the bo- their book. Sure. Uh, Ford observers. The same as artillery. It's the se- same. Yep. Same. Uh, infantry sections. Uh, they get you know it's pretty much the same. Um, there is a, there's a special rule and then experienced. Um, they can they can be given shirkers. Okay, that's well. It, uh, if I'm reading that correctly, this may not be his intent, but the way I'm yeah, reading it, they are all shirkers. allied sections have oh, the are. shirker special rule for minus three points. It's oh, the allied option. if they're if they're allied, yes, okay, yeah, sure. But it, it it doesn't sound like it's an option, is what Jeff's getting at, though. Like that, right? I, I'm I reading agree. that as it's mandatory. Your inexperienced allied army troops are shirkers, which, as well. which is not. I I hate shirker. This is my least favorite well, role. that's neither here nor there. It's your choice to take them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're not mandatory. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to take the inf- this infantry selection either, I guess. Right. Good right. point. Okay, moving on. Uh, so they got they got Cav, which I think they had already. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he adds a paratrooper in here. Um, wait, so I'll read what he has first. So they're veteran, uh, all armed with SMGs. Okay. You can add up to four more, so it's five to nine. Two guys can have an LMG. Um, one guy can have a Panzerfaust with ten points. And then his special rules, uh, he's allowing if they take the Panzerfaust, it, they get Tank Hunter. I disagree with that. Put the Panzerfaust back down to the five points and remove the Tank Hunter. So Panzerfaust doesn't be Tank Hunter. Well, else, I mean, he probably wrote this list back you know, right. when that was mm-hmm. a thing. So That could have been. Because that, yeah, that was that was actually FAQ'd out of the book somewhat recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they've also got the special rule tough as boots, which is borrowed from the British, which is every three guys in close fight against extra attack. I say remove that and just make them stubborn like all the rest of the paratroopers in the game. Yeah, yeah. Why would, would you tend to agree? They'd, that, yeah. they'd have to have a points decrease then. So that's that's fine. Um, yep. No, that they're at fourteen plus the MMG. They're they're correctly costed, thirteen veteran, one point for the special rule, and then three oh, points they for have the SMG. SMGs. Okay. Yeah, they have SM- yep. SMGs by default. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. 
Makes sense. I mean, there's, there's, I again, I, I don't like seeing the <clears throat> British rules creep over into other books, but that's mostly because I don't like seeing rules creep out of that book. Yeah, it's, it's giving <laughs> a new rule. Either, either uh, it's make it a different section, or make the paratroopers like the rest of the paratroopers, in the which game. is probably what they should stubborn. do. If they're they paratroopers, should, they're paratroopers. They should yeah. just be paratroopers. Yep, give them stubborn. Yep. Uh, then you got a reconnaissance section. Which these are just uh, these are these guys on bicycles? No motorcycles. Motorcycles. Sure. Zoom zoom. Makes sense. I mean, they were used historically, so it makes sense they'd be like that. Yep. Uh, um, they've also. Um, don't don't you normally pay for the motorbikes? Uh, they're paying for it. In yeah, list. five points. Are they? Okay. Yep. Oh, yeah, motorbikes yeah, are five points. Sorry. Yep. Yeah, right Not doing, doing the so. math in my brain here at twelve o'clock at night. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, partisan sections for allies only. Okay. And there's basically the same as uh, inexperienced partisans or guerrilla squads from the Armies of France book. Okay. I I like that he's grabbing from other books, but what I don't like about that is if they ever make this or pub- if he publishes this, you got to... I like having everything. You'll have to spot. put the rules yeah, in here. Like please, like yeah, that's the, don't make me cross reference with. They another said they book. He, that well, they were working on formatting and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure yep. that's yeah, yeah, like that. Well, that's just a, get the approval to get the stuff in here because the, I think you've referenced. There's there's been at least four references to different books in here. Mm-hmm. And it's like I don't mm-hmm. want to have to have a library. There's more. With me everywhere. Anyway, okay. Yeah, don't worry. There's more. And then he's got a police selector. Okay. Uh, inexperienced guys at 41 points. NCO has a pistol, the rest have rifles, and then he's got them listed as 6 points each. Um, that's not the normal costing for inexperience. It should be 7 points each, so it should be actually like a 43-point squad with that one guy with the pistol. Uh, Axis can take them as shirkers. It just mm-hmm. change the points on it, whatever, that's fine. They're not... It's interesting. It's an inexperienced without. It's a, allies can grab inexperienced guys without having them be shirkers automatically. Yeah, that's yeah. their non-shirker inexperienced option. Yep. Uh, flamethrower teams. Yeah, I mean the Facebook has. I them mean, anyway. if they had access to them historically, why not? Yep. yep. So mm-hmm. works for me. Machine gun team because sure. Yep. Because everyone's got to have them, right? Uh, Panzer Shrek. This one, so this one confuses me because at the top of the page you said remove this option, and then put it back in, and then put it back in. So I don't, I mean, his, his what he's saying here doesn't, I think is is nice to have. It's just saying is that it doesn't seem that there was clear evidence of this, but maybe if, they captured him. Sure, if it was a Panzerschreck upgrade to an infantry unit that they was he was noting to take out, I don't know. Maybe. I, uh, I'll ask that. I, don't, I, mean, I don't recall if there's an upgrade <coughs> option. Uh, not that I know of, yeah. There's that, there's that special team, but that's not, again, that that's a special thing in itself, too. Right. Um, I don't know. That's, yeah. I, I don't think it'd be awful for them to be able to have access to a Panzer Shrek still. Like you said, they may have come across one at some point or another. But for historical purposes, it's nice to say that and then maybe say maybe you shouldn't take them. But. Well, yep. <clears throat> either... Stop taking them out, or <laughs> don't don't them yeah, yeah don't, one or the yeah, other yeah just yeah, yeah let's be clear the yeah yep. the top of the page you say don't and then now you do so anyway All right, so okay. an inconsistency what's next yep that's yep. okay yeah anti tank rifle team yep it's cool sure we okay. have those yep 
Sniper Snipe. team, it's cool. They have those. And, uh, yep. Medium order, sure. Light, light mortar, light, medium, medium mortar. Oh, I didn't see light mortar. Oh, light mortar's in there too. Yep. Okay. Yep. Heavy mortar. There you go. Uh, he's got a heavy mortar, but can only be taken it inexperienced. Interesting. So it's a due to the training or something mm-hmm. that they can only take him as inexperienced. Yeah, heavy I mean, mortars are fairly uncommon in army, so that makes sense. I mean, okay, that's not really a bad thing anyway, right? Well, I can't use a spotter then, and oh, your heavy one call. you want a yeah, spotter you, with. Yeah, you right. probably do want. Yeah, good point actually. Yep. He's got uh, light artillery, medium artillery, heavy artillery. Yeah, everybody's got those. Everybody's got mm-hmm. those yep. for the most part. Yep. Anti-tank guns. Got a light that's standard for every army. Got the ooh, this this one's interesting though. The Skoda. Uh, he just takes off the hybrid weapon, which is actually from the rule book. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the hybrid weapon again? Skoda hybrid weapon is uh, when ordering a gun to advance as well as repositioning it the barrel of the gun can be changed turning it from a light how the light anti-tank into a light howitzer so sure. just taking that rule away I mean I'm all for taking weird complicated rules out of the game sure right by all means take that one yep we got a medium anti-tank gun they have a heavy anti-tank gun and an aircraft they got a 20 millimeter flat gun so it's an aircraft gun sure yeah, and a heavy auto cannon so they got light and heavy auto cannon okay that's yeah that's that's legit this gives them access to an 88 yep. flak 36 yep. that's nice yeah that gives your army a lot of punch that you don't normally have yep ooh ooh uh pat am i reading that right that if they have access to an 88 as their artillery slot they can take their access support as an 88 as well have two 88s oh uh, if they're playing as access yes dear yep. lord uh i don't like that okay Gross. Well, yeah. I mean, I Romania can already do that. Yeah, effectively. Uh, is it really effectively? Yeah. What? Well, it's, it's the same thing. That's basically what Dave does when he plays his list. So yeah. Dual eighty eights, yeah. or does he take a heavy and an eighty eight? No, he takes two eighty eights. He has taken two eighty eights. Yeah. How does? Because Romania has access to an eighty eight. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then just the German units eighty eights as well. Okay. Yep. And then well, takes mean, the access supporters an eighty eight. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense, actually. Fun. Okay. Enjoy your giant ass toe that you have to take with it, or right, I guess to get it on the board, yeah. or not have it on the board, or, or your horsies. Yeah, bring something to tow it on, or you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Vehicles. I think this is where we'll see some better changes. The CV33 Tankette. Is that a? That's an Italian. Yeah, CV33. Yep. It's standard CV33 Tankette with occupation duties. A special rule. Can't take him as veteran. Yeah, I I think that comes up a lot. I I think they'll be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. The Vickers six ton. That British. That's a British tank, isn't it? That is a British design, but lots of people used them. Sure. Yeah, they're all over the place. Yep. LT thirty five. That's that's the Skoda's LT thirty five light tank. So yeah. Yeah, Panzer thirty five T. If you're if you're German. Yep. Okay. Or 38T, I guess. I guess it counts both. as both. But yep. Again, occup- all these vehicles have occupation duty so far, so you just can't take them as veteran. And a Renault 35, with all the downsides of Renault 35, one-man turret, <laughs> and <laughs> occupation duty. Yep. So you can take it if you like the flavor of the L30, of the Renault 35. <laughs> What's this one, the... Cola, maybe I, oh, it's a Panther IV. Panther IV. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, what is that? It's 
I think it's a non-tiger fear Panzer IV. Yeah. Sure. Yes, the early it's the early ones, the uh, G H and J. So no no tiger fear. G G has that's that's late for Panzer IVs. That G has tiger fear. Does it? Yep. It would, except it looks like it's not in this. It does not in this one. You'd yeah, have to no take your extra support to get the tiger fear because it would be all painted as 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 Bulgaria. Yep. Did, where did I it, like the special rule here. Where, though. where did it say that? Well, because uh, you're looking at the unit in the special rule, and it doesn't. Well, it's it. Uh, see, entry for armies of Germany. So that's yeah. That just needs to be clarified for sure. Well, well yeah. I know, but it it doesn't. I mean, the entry of the Panzer IV. Oh, it does list. Does no, it list yeah, Tiger Fear in the is, in the Panzer IV? Yeah, it's a conversation that comes it up with does. the Romanian list mm. every time. Okay, is that the German German rules follow the tank because it is part of the yep. the tank itself? It's not well, buzzsaw where like it's a separate rule all in itself. Yeah. So there's there's also uh, Hungary has a Panzer IV in there <clears throat> listed in their army list, which does not have Tiger Fear. Yep. But you can take it. You can take one in access support that would have Tiger Fear. Oh my so god, that would be confusing. It comes. It comes down to the paint job. But I don't think this <laughs> is as ta- as as uh, access support though. So I don't well, know. It'd be an interesting question. Yeah, I'd lean I towards know. not the way it's written here. Yeah, me but, too. But it could. Maybe that's the intent. Would just clarifying that would be awesome for this, especially since Tiger yeah. Fear is not super hot anymore. So yeah, I mean, who gives a rip? Tiger Fear is trash now anyway. So who cares? And then, special rule, you can't take it as inexperienced on these ones. Ah, cool. Okay. I like that. Uh, a yeah, Hotchkiss. Okay. you got to really read these. The Hotchkiss 39 axis only. You can only take it as inexperienced. All right. And there's that Samoa S35 back in the list again. I'm super confused why he excluded stuff at the start if it's coming back in in the list here. Because uh, it can only be taken as inexperienced. Okay. And that... Could be said otherwise, sure. uh, like it is right here. So that's just I, it's worth clarifying with him for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, I mean, I he, I know he knows what he's trying to say. I'm just telling him as a reader, I'm not quite getting it. Right. Yes. Fair. So, uh, and and here's another one I'm not quite getting. Uh, Soviet support allied only, Panther. What? Soviet su- uh... Soviet supplied Panther. So they captured? Ca- they captured them and then gave them to Bulgaria? Well, so the says. Germans gave the Bulgarians Panthers, and then the Bulgarians switched sides, but, you know, they didn't give the Panther back. <laughs> <laughs> no tickbacksies. Right? <laughs> they can only take them as inexperienced. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Sure. Right. I, I don't know that a... Oh, that counts for... Hey, on. That counts for Panzer... Five Panther, Panzer three, H and J, and a Turan one. A Turan one? That's, That's French. Roma- no, the Turan one's. Oh, the Tur- sorry, yeah. Even the Romanians don't have that, do they? Or is it Hungarian? Would they just raid a parking lot or something? Yes, it, they went to. Uh, there was a used car dealer on the corner that was giving you know cash for clunkers, and <laughs> <laughs> that would be a Turan one. This is what they got. <laughs> Anyway, they can only be inexperienced. Uh, again, uh, and I'm confused why this is listed as Soviet support. But just it's just letting you know that like the Germans have left, so there's no supplies for the damn thing. Well, sure. in that case, I think they should have the unreliable rule as well. Well, and and yeah. low, low gas or something they, that would be in flavor. Well, I like well, the unreliable. Unreliable is probably better. I don't like the 
low fuel thing too. But yeah, because the gas is the same. Yeah, doesn't doesn't care what maybe, maybe gas he station you're like, getting it from. Maybe he doesn't like siphoning out of cars. I don't know. Maybe they blew the car up. Whatever. Anyway, okay, moving along. Okay, the T thirty four eighty five is under the Soviet friends rule, so maybe he's specifying what can be taken with mm-hmm. the Soviet support. Yeah. And I, if that's mm-hmm. what he's saying, I'm not, I'm not one hundred percent getting that. I'm only inferring that. So yeah. that should yeah. be cleaned up a little bit. Thirty four eighty five is a good tank, though. So it is. It's uh It's got a big gun. It does. It's a medium. Yep. And then they've got access to the some Italian. Yeah, the 4732. Wasn't that also removed at the top? Yes. Okay. Uh, and then <laughs> I know he's trying to say something here, and I'm I'm not getting. I might be an idiot because it's after midnight. Nope. And, you know, no, I'm... I can't read after midnight. So, um, Stug three FG or H. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Can't be taken as inexperienced. All right, got a. A whole list of vehicles, Soviet support side, which means they can only be taken as inexperienced. Stug, Stuh, Hetzer, Jagdpanzer, Jagdpanzer, L70, Hummel, Wesp, Semmelvente, and a Nimrod. Ooh, a Nimrod. That sounds like fun. Everyone loves the Nimrod. Everybody loves a Nimrod. Uh, then he's got some armored cars, the SDKFZ 222 and 223. Sure. Now replaced with an M with a new paint job. Can't be inexperienced, okay. And then your generic assortment of trucks, Kubel wagon, uh, yeah. Kubel wagons, it's a car. And artillery tractors. And the horse-drawn member in the list itself. I always like it when they put that in the list itself. Yeah. Then you don't have to go look in another book and see if it's allowed. Just be like, dude, you can have horses. It's cool. So, uh, Peter, still a little cleanup work to do. Hopefully we gave you some good feedback on it. It's a good start. Uh, it's I a great... It gets, I mean, this is really nice. I hope it gets some traction, because I, I think this is... Yeah, I think some of these minor powers would be really nice if they're they're fleshed out a little more. I know that a lot of them are crammed into you know one book, which is kind of like here. Yep, yep, we definitely got these. You can play them, but you know this this brings it to a level further. And it looks yep. like he's certainly mm-hmm. done his research on it. Uh, just needs to have better words for people le- reading it late at night. Yeah, apparently. I, I like all the history he put in here with it. it yeah, the and, pictures too. Yep. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I was gonna say the other thing I actually like is the last bit at the end here about yep. essentially building Bulgarians and what what you would do and I think it's nice that he's describing to some degree what you know what colors things should be I don't I don't know why that matters to me because like there are photos of some of this stuff but I I would like the army painter numbers to go with those two that would be right? great that would be a great <laughs> if, if you did that use I mean AP, that would be fantastic but use Vallejo model color 748.083 for the hats uh. <laughs> well and to some degree it's even just the idea of like we're talking like he's talking about their helmet like their helmet was distinct it is kind of one of those things that set them as their own army so it's nice that he's calling it out and talking about it so that, you know, if someone casually is looking at this book and they're like, oh, maybe I want to do this, I maybe would immediately know to go look for Bulgarian helmets to yep. fit my models. You know, like, yes. you know, stuff like that makes a big difference to some of this stuff. And I think that's maybe something that Warlord maybe is missing and that he included here that I actually can appreciate. Um, I don't like 288s, though. I don't. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, Romanians can already do it, so 
and it's well, stupid expensive. I mean, it yeah. is. It is a big point thing for sure. That's that. Yeah, they're not. They're not free eighty eight. So no. maybe maybe the Germans need a free eighty eight. Jesus. <laughs> Even I think that's too much. All right, free tow for your eighty eight that you paid point. Now for. that I'd be okay with because there's your free order dice, and most of the vehicles that can tow an eighty eight can be double as a transport if you don't want to take the eighty eight. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Just give you the free uh, free carrier, whatever the hell the thing is that. Giant dragon. Oh, the FAMO, yeah. Yeah, giant thing that they drag things around in. Yep. Cool. The giant thing that they drag things? Yes. Words. It's like, we have the best <laughs> words. I we're like gremlins after midnight. Don't give us words after midnight. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. I give up. All right. Pat, having gone through it again in depth with you guys, I don't think it's as awful as it's not awful. This is this is a great start. I think that is some said. high praise from Rick. Holy cow! Considering yeah, Rick, where I started, that's like as good as it gets, man. Yeah, considering where we started, I think it's great. Like you said, some cleanup, some clarifications, and it's a great start. I personally would not. I don't know how I feel about it being in a tournament setting, but that's like because somebody could do historical research on Germany and make a new Germany list at that point. Like, you know, just a little bit of give and take here, for sure. It's always Well, tricky. again, if it if it goes through the, the massager of Warlord and then they say this is this is now available on our website for download, no, it's out there, you know, that would offer some validity to it. I mean, obviously it is 100% unofficial at this stage, right. so... Do you know, you know... But you know what? There's a bunch of, bunch of units that just got made unofficial, so... Right. <laughs> I will say... You know, I would give good money for them to come out with books, you know, like this. Like 20, 25 bucks, whatever the book is. You know, like, why can't the minor powers have their own books? Like, I I, I almost treated the Axis, the, the Allies book or the Axis book as, you know, a stopgap for these books because it didn't exist yet. But, like, mm-hmm. why shouldn't some of these books, you know, why can't Roman, Romania have their own book? Why can't the Finns have their own book? They could have far greater detail than any you know obviously there may not be models to suit all of it but that's okay like somebody will make them well uh, or kid bash the shit out of them well i mean it's 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 all um it's all the process that warlord goes through all right so uh, we want to release three bolt action books every year sure what are they going to be um, what model lines and ranges are we going to create to support the release? I mean, so I mean, I, you know, I mean, you know, you know why they don't they don't do it, or, or why they haven't yet. Of, of course, they can, but you know, it's not just you know, it's not just an army list. You know, there's all of the scenarios and everything. I mean, all I, that stuff. So I, I I don't disagree to some to some level, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- these are like strong partnerships with Osprey, who probably already has like eighteen books on Bulgarians, right? The historical sure. pieces sure. written already. It's like the art, the artwork's already done in most circumstances for this stuff. Right. Like they could well, very easily make a supplement for almost any one of these armies. I, I'm not sure that the market's there. I agree. Like they're probably have done some research. I. I like that. I like where he's going with this. I, I yeah, mean, yeah. the Australians, the Australians got their own. Like, we can make things. You know, the Canadians just got a book. Um, they got an so, army list. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> inside yeah. a book. You know, right? Yeah. 
I, and I guess if if they're going to go down this rabbit hole, I would love to see something like that too. But sure, yeah. I, to, the amount of effort would be more. I understand that and I recognize that, but it's also and and I think fun. more to your point, it's more like um, is is there a place for something like this? And I think because of how they handled the the original Australian PDF and the release of that with the download and and eventually it ended up becoming more than just that i think that would indicate that there is a possible there's there's possibly kind of some room a place for this kind of thing so yeah mm-hmm. and that might be more to the point that you're trying to make it's like well why can't we why can't we get like a 20 page you know fleshing out of something that maybe isn't covered as well as it could be that i to think kind of get I, us by I mean, obviously, to his to 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 Peter's point here is, it obviously wasn't fully covered to his to his liking to to do this month this amount of effort. Like that, that probably could be said for any other ally or access, you know, minor power in either of those books are probably not given uh, as much attention as they could be. Again, I'm not I'm not the expert on whether knowing that they you know that it's valuable for them. Who needs it's a fin- it's a good start? Who needs a Finland book? I don't know, but you know, if they made Finland PDF, a uh, Finland PDF, or you know, Bulgarian PDF, well, and just put them since, all on the web, that'd be great. You know, since it's late at night, and I feel like throwing out more free ideas for companies to use, so go ahead and use this if you want. A great way to introduce those minor power armies is make a campaign book for them, like Campaign Winter War. Here's a full Finnish army list in history. Yeah, nice. Yeah, you know campaign bulgaria here's a whole bulgarian list right well i mean we saw campaign new guinea and that's kind of i and mean that's what i'm saying yeah, right? right like yeah. i mean and that's how the canadians got to us camp you know it's a d-day yep. campaign book here's the canadian list that's the best way to introduce what we're going to call minor power army lists mm-hmm. like more fleshed out than what came in act you know more than the five pages they got in italy in the axis it's like you didn't even get you didn't even rate your name in the billing if you're bulgaria or <laughs> romania or you know and sir also appearing in this film you're, you're playing third fiddle to italy it's like come on man that's that's saying something well i mean so. that's I, you know i mean we know the story behind that it's like these are we're trying to put in as much as we can for those folks who are like well what about these people yeah, but yeah it was I just three pages yeah, you're right. right but i mean and last year we saw fortress budapest so we did get a little bit of a fleshed out thing we did get canada yeah. finally yeah, I bought a whole hungarian army based on fortress budapest right, right. and so it's you know they can't do it all at once, and I'm not trying to be a, a warlord apologist. Oh, no, no, I don't that. want them to do it all at once. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I, your three release books, you know, rather than having just a campaign book that is like, by the way, go back to Italy and access and use these Romanian rules for these, you know, here's a Romanian list in addition to what's in this book. Sure, yeah. Right. You know? Right. And no offense, but that might also increase the sales of those books. If someone's like, who, I want to play Romanians, I'll get that campaign book. Right. right. Because now my new list yep. is in that book. I mean, right. that... Great idea, Pat. Or, I called you Pat, Jeff. That's okay. I, I take that as a compliment. You <laughs> <laughs> <He> shouldn't. <laughs> it, it just shows that, you know, there's people out there that are passionate about these type of things, and if, you know, it can be brought into the fold, so to speak, that's great, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm i grateful the gatekeepers are probably a little more pragmatic and you know, make sure that this stuff is not op properly properly vetted yeah not not op and and relatively balanced comparatively i think that's that's 
Right, they can't take three 88s, so... <laughs> to know, as long as another army can take 88s, two 88s, why can't they? That's fine. That's yeah, consistency across the yeah, board is, yeah, yeah. is, it makes is sense. handy. No, I mean, that's that's probably the, a, a small... All right, uh, so I look forward to seeing the revised copy of this, because I know he's working on it, and I'm also interested to see um, what John's uh, team, as he called them, comes back with uh, their feedback on it as well, so... Maybe yeah. we'll maybe we'll get a, an updated version of this and take a look at it again. Yeah, that sounds great. I, I'm I'm shocked. I'm still in shock that it was better than I expected. So, <laughs> so I I wouldn't introduce it if it were just malarkey. I so. I appreciate you being the gatekeeper, Pat. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's a good spot to stop for the night. We will have another episode next month. Like always, um, you're more than welcome. Hey, by the way, congratulations, guys! We are starting our fifth year. Oh my god, of the podcast. Good Lord. We, have, we have completed it... four years of this I'm, of of, I'm, of, Snafu, of yeah. stuff. I'm sorry, people. Um, well, they haven't told us to stop yet, so. And we wouldn't stop if you told us to, because we're just yeah, we, like we aren't really right. yeah. We might do it in spite at that point. <laughs> Go another five, damn it! Uh, no, I okay. Kudos for all of us still being here after five years. Who would have thought that we'd have been doing this for five years? Well, we've done it for four. We're starting at fifth. We'll see if we get through this or not. Sorry, I put the carp carp before the horse here. Sorry. Well, don't use a mule team. They're tough to unpack. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's let's call it a night. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Join our Discord server if you haven't. It's a wonderful place to have conversations with us. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It breaks up the monotony of a day. It's better than Facebook by uh, by leaps and bounds as far as being able to go back and forth with people. So yeah, uh, show us your army list if you want any feedback on it. We'll we'll go. Yep, that looks like an army list. So it's yeah. just going to be what you hear on the podcast, anyways. It's just right. just personalized yeah, yeah, yeah. to some yeah. degree. I'm going to tell you to go combined arms. You know, Rick's going to tell you to get another 88, and Pat's going to no, be extra, like extra order dice, double and... platoon with a with another tank. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But more importantly, and Jeff is, is going to be people... like, "Why are you playing an optimal army? Go challenge yourself and and play a suboptimal." <laughs> and more importantly, other people on the Discord channel might have some actual feedback for you. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Seemingly, some smart people, smarter people than myself, are on there. So. Uh, again, thanks, Pat. We just out of here. Get us out of here. I, oh, all right. Someone told us we were wrong when we said this. By the way, but we're going to keep it. Anyway. Yeah, we're saying it the same way every time. So, this is Snafu. Over and out. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. Good night. <laughs> good night. Out. Guys. <laughs>
both had so much to say. Your kids to be packed, the train to be caught. Sorry, I cried, but I just felt that way. And now you have gone near this letter I pen. My heart travels with you till we meet again. Keep smiling, my darling, and someday we'll spend a lifetime as sweet as that lovely Uh, everyone will lose their shit on that one too. I'm sure. I'm sure when that ever happens, if it does, we will be talking about that on well, this podcast. Thankfully, because of the pandemic, everyone pandemic, everyone should have plenty of toilet paper to take care of the shit they're losing. <laughs> that should be the that should be the the title for this uh, episode: the the podemic. The podemic. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, no, because people think we're quitting or something. <laughs> no, that'd be that'd be the a, a podcalypse. Apocalypse. All the normal people are not all the normal people. That's the wrong word to say. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to delete that one, Pat, please. Um. 